Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante San, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Hour Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOurWay.com is where you can find us today. We are talking about Dumbo. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join the discussion, we have our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. It's always good to hang out with my CMBs. That's my cashless, but we could brother it. How y'all doing? <laughs> cashless. <laughs> cashless Mercedes. Cashless clay over there. And also on the show, joining us is our resident travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, is Shaggy T.A. Lee Lastavica. Hey, Lee. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, crazy weather over there, I right hear. Slightly, yes. A little wet. <laughs> a little windy. A little wet a little and moist. A little wet and windy. Yeah, a little tough. But guys, look, also on this date, we are recording this on Saturday, June 6th. Today is the 76th anniversary of D-Day. Oh. And just so happens the day before we record, June 5th, the first major theme park in the United States reopened, and that is Universal. How about that? All right. So now we get to see how the great experiment takes place and see how Universal does up until Walt Disney World opens. How about that, huh? Keep my fingers crossed. And you know what I heard? I heard they're selling uh, uh, branded face masks now. Branded? Yes. So now you can get your own Universal Studios Florida face mask. Ah. How about that? Souvenir of interesting times, I suppose. I know. I mean, if you got Corona Potter masks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> well, quick question before we go on the show. If Disney did that, and you know, not knowing if we would ever go through something like this again, mm. would you want to splurge, maybe not splurge, but want to get one of those Disney branded face masks? Like, what if they had a face mask that was like Haunted Mansion wallpaper themed or something like that? But or, weren't mm. they selling some earlier, or at least I saw with this virus first on Universal? No, 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 Disney. Oh, Disney, I don't know. Uh, they didn't say they were. Universal was definitely selling, but you know, I mean, I'm sure Disney was, but they never announced it. Oh, but, no, I mean, but if they were selling branded ones, yes. would you want? Would you say, "Hey, Raz, get me one" or something it, like that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what the uh, what the characters were and stuff, and the cost. Always about the cost. Yeah. So if they had a Jasmine face mask, you get it. Jasmine in face. That's not Jasmine on his face. Yes, is welcomed at any exactly. Time. I was any like, cost <laughs> I love those two words in the sentence. So uh, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I don't think that I would uh, go out of my way to ask somebody to purchase it for me. But if I was there mm. in the parks. Uh, I might get one like with the Cheshire Cat smile on it or something for all the pictures. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, because uh, you know, you, you're going to be taking so many photos <laughs> and you'll only be seeing your <laughs> eyes in the photos. So, I mean, at least have a smile on. Big old smile. Yeah, that would be cool. Cheshire Cat, I like that. So mm-hmm. Jasmine, Cheshire Cat. I don't know what I would get. Lee, what, do you, what would you get if they had a Disney brand of um, A friend of mine was making them and I've got a Star Wars uh, one from her that has Stormtroopers on it. So, and then I got my... <laughs> I got my kid a different Star Wars design one, and you know, and she's got a lot of cool designs on her web on her Facebook page. But um, I don't know. Hopefully, this doesn't stick around long enough to that be to be a marketable item. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Like I was, 
I was in the mall yes uh, this weekend. I saw you know one of those little kiosks on the mask. I'm like, man, I, how long do you think this is going to be like this? Could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I just thought about it. Maybe I, I get some like Jessica Rabbit mask. Oh, mm-hmm. right on. Of, of a certain area and make people double take and say, is that eyes or is that what is that? <laughs> I don't know. Just a, thought, just a thought as I was driving across the lake today on the way to record. It's something to think about, though. I'm not contagious. I'm just drawn that way. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, look. Show at MagicGuy.com. Let us know. Would you want to go for a Disney branded face mask if they came back online a month, for, a month from now and started offering those? What would you do? What would you want to have on? We want to hear you. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, man, MagicGuy.com. That's where you can find us. All the contact information to support us and to share your opinions there. So, guys, today we are talking about Dumbo. Lee, what are we talking about Dumbo? What, what, what parts are we, are, we, are we exploring here? Yeah, tell us about Dumbo's parts. Yes, tell us Dumbo, about Dumbo's parts. Dumbo's parts. Well, mostly the trunk, but um, mainly the ears. And um, no. But, I like the uh, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Elephant ribs. I get those short ribs. Those good ribs. Yes. How many ribs? One rib. One rib. Just one rib. Forget the cup. Just put it in my hand. Just one rib. All I want is one rib. Well, actually, that's what we're talking about today in the hub, and I'm looking forward to discussing it. So, guys, enough of our jibber jabber. Let us go discuss some Dumbo magic. Mohegans, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Hub. And The Hub is our segment in which we can talk pretty much about anything. We can, just like a hub, you can go in any different direction you want. And for today's hub, we are discussing Dumbo. And it just, just happens to be one of Lee's favorite uh, rides, right? And probably movie yeah. too, yeah, Lee, would you say so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the whole gist behind this. You know, Dumbo is definitely, of the classics, my favorite Disney classic movie. Um, you know, something I grew up with, and I'll get into a little bit of that here at the beginning. But, you know, I really wanted to just kind of explore where that came from and how, you know, my love, Dambo, came about and talk about some of the trivia and some of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Not necessarily like a, a, a review of the movie or anything like that, but more just maybe some of the things you don't know about Dumbo and how it came to be and the attractions and, and things like that. So, Pretty much like just about everything you wanted to know about Dumbo and then some. Okay, All cool. Right. Where would you like to start, sir? Uh, since this is your favorite attraction, I'll let you take the lead on this. Yeah. Now, just to, to clarify that, I mean, you know, I thought about this when we always have these comparison shows of the, the best attractions in the park or the best this or the best that. And, you know, Dumbo doesn't usually make the final cut. <laughs> so, and that's okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's, the best attraction in the park, but it's one of my favorites. And that's one of those things that it's more to do with, you know, nostalgia and having the love for the movie and things like that. So, you know, the attraction itself is pretty basic, but it all comes from the love of the movie itself. Is that from when you first saw it in the theater in 1941? 1941. Um, you know, I was six years old at the time. So I remember it well. And your beard was too. So to get to get out of the war, you decided to go see Dumbo. Yeah. That, you hit out in the theater. Mm-hmm. Was that what you did? Yes, exactly. Shame. But it's funny to say that because, you know, it's weird the way your memory works because I could have swore, you know, that I remember seeing this movie and I'm sure I saw it somewhere, but obviously I didn't see it when it opened. No, but, you well, know, you, they used to re-release it in theaters right. you know, like back before there was VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like bam. That's my thing, right? 
did I see it in the movie theater maybe, or did I, you know, was it like, uh, the movie of the week, uh, what you call that, you know, how they do the Sunday, uh, at the end of the week, they have the Disney, you know, they show a, a movie of the week or whatever on TV, but either way, definitely is something I remember. I remember, I vividly remember having the record and playing that record and singing, you know, Casey Jr. and do do and uh, you know the, the, the crow songs and never everything with elephant fly. I think you're on to something with the what is it? What is this show? Cooking with magic. Cooking with magic. You should totally like cook something and then sing while he's doing it. You oh, should. Okay. I'll have to make something that has a song to go along with it. I never saw no bearded man cook. What? Yeah. But I see it here by food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's nothing but roughage. What? <laughs> think I saw the hair moving. Hey, but let me ask you, what is it about Dumble that you like enough that you feel to bring this forward to the Moeekins? To present upon our plate here, yes, right now, on this table, here, which we shall explore. What is it, sir? What is it? What drove you? Your Tell motivation. us. Your inspiration. We must know. What? Son of <laughs> speak! <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, that would probably be a good place to uh, insert our audio clip here. Oh, oh, okay. there's an audio clip? There's, there's an audio clip that goes along with it. So let's. that's a good place to start. Let me... Uh, Play you a little something from uh, Mrs. Lastavica. Oh, okay. not, not my wife. Not my wife. My no. mom. Your mom. Your mom. You got your mom on the podcast. Now? I got my mom on the show, which actually is weird now because she listens to it. So I'm like, hmm. I'm gonna have to watch what I say a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find the best episode to send it to his mom. Yeah, yeah. You do a best of Lee yeah. episode next week. Yeah, actually, you know, for the 400th show, I can put a best of Lee. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Then. There's some with priest and politics. Yeah, I won't release it. I'll just send it straight to his mom. Racist or not, Lee's clips. Well, I just said priest. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is an interesting topic you talk about in uh, connection with yes, world events. But Lee, I'm curious. Is, is, <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't going to say that. Good, good job blowing right past. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> um, Lee, is this the DVC owner? <laughs> yes, I'm on DVC. Oh, this is the, your mom's a DVC owner. Okay, okay, okay. Kevin's like, enough of that. Let's go to the club. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say in relation yes. to Dumbo. Dumbo. Oh, Dumbo. Yeah. Oh. I'm on oh. y'all side today. Oh, I'm on okay, y'all okay, side. Okay. Off air, it's like chocolate on the rocks. Yes. On air. No, 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 no. no. But you don't. You don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Play your mom. Kevin, he, he did have a great line before. That. Y'all should share that one with the listeners. <laughs> I thought that oh, was funny. Yeah, no, was at hilarious. least at least Kirk would understand this. Yes. Yes. What was the line I said? Well, because uh, you were pouring some of that chocolate we whiskey. Had the, the liquor and then... Oh, chocolate on the rocks? Yes. <laughs> you, you were pouring some for Eli and you said... Would you like some on the rocks? Would you like you want, some chocolate on the rocks? Would you like some chocolate on the rocks? Yes, and you said, right. and I guess that described you in Disneyland. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And that's I was right. like, that's quite sweet. That's yes. quite sweet. Yeah, and that was my, my thick innuendo. Or not innuendo. Was it innuendo? It, it was double that? innuendo. It was double entendre. You were referencing Eli's inner body, outer body, inner body? What is it? Outer body experience on the rocks in Disneyland. But then also by my smooth sweetness at the same time. That's right. Your chocolatiness. That is like the best compliment I've had. Deliciousness. Like, you know, I feel very euphoric right now. You do you? I do. Oh, man. Absolutely. Awesome. So now we're prepared to listen to Lee's grandma, or grandma, mom. Damn. (laughs) The kid's grandma. Your grandma on there too? 
Uh, yeah. Your kid's grandma. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting losing in the truth. Mama, Mama Vika. Mama Vika. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. this is Mama Vika. When I was pregnant with Lee, his dad and I were hoping that he would get his dad's ears and my nose. Unfortunately, he got his dad's big nose and my big ears. Because I had my fair share of kids making fun of me growing up because of my ears, I wanted Lee to be able to identify with a little hero. So I introduced him to Disney's little Jumbo Jr., the little elephant with big ears that got the cruel nickname Dumbo. But in the end, Dumbo comes to realize that his ears are what makes him special. And that's how I wanted Lee to feel special. Oh, Mama Vika! Mama Vika! That's awesome. But little did we know it would be his beard that made him special. <laughs> yeah, forget that. Mama ears. Vika, forget the ears. We got a beard hat beard. situation. I don't know if you noticed the last Thanksgiving. <laughs> but uh. maybe he grew the beard to take attention away from the ears and the nose. That's it. Was, was that it, Lee? Was that, was, was that, was that what you were doing? No, not really. This beard uh, just happened over the last year or so. So, no, not that's not a... A good uh, you just do not write a joke very well. No, no. <laughs> it was like, bam. You wanted to eat, and if food fell from your mouth, you wanted to roll back on your well, plate. You so you candy. threw yourself a ramp. Right. You want to keep it for two more months like a squirrel. Did that's your right. mama play you Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and you saw the beards, and then that's what happened? No, oh, that could be. <laughs> I like that some too. Latent, uh, beard, some dwarf jealousy. envy that you have. Like there you go. Okay. Some I, I do know. I do like the fact that she felt to inspire him. That she said, "Here's someone you could connect, identify with." with. I, yeah. I, I no, like I think that. that's adorable. That, that's nice. I like that. Mama well, Vika, that's awesome. That's Mama nice. Vika, you definitely raised a child that is special. You're very special. You're Mama welcome. Special. On the show. <laughs> love you. Anytime you want to come on the show, Mama Vika, you're more than welcome. Oh, yeah. I'd love to talk to Mama Vika. Oh boy, Mama Vika, yeah. <laughs> You might be the next yeah, one of the next hosts. <laughs> you might be telling too many secrets on me. I don't know. I, I just want to know about the night you were conceived. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. Was and dark and stormy night. <laughs> there was a tropical storm happening. And your father and I didn't know if we were going to make it. So we did the only thing we knew how to do. Yeah. And it was very natural. <laughs> Nine months later, Lee <laughs> flew out. By the store, the he store did. Dropped he did. The ball. There's a little mouse right next to me. When I was giving birth. Yeah, and that's he was it. had little pom poms, <laughs> and then out came Lee flying out with Woo! his ears. But I see Lee last week. You can fly. That's right. Is that how it worked, Lee? Wow, y'all took this to a whole different direction. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, you know, artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. Yeah, you know. Disney stuff. We're, uh, we're you, never, you never asked your mom about that. Uh, well, I know how it works, so I didn't really feel the need to ask. <laughs> I know how it works. <laughs> well, Mama Vika, if you want to come on the show and let us know, please yes. do. Yes, I would love to hear some. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It is. Yeah, it's so natural. Yes. Yeah, and it created uh, this person that's about to talk to us about Dumbo. Lee, talk to us. All right. So, um, as I said at the beginning, this isn't really going to be a recap of the movie per se. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, again, it's been out since 1941. I'm not worth. I'm not really um, sure what you're waiting on. But, yeah, spoiler yeah. alerts. <laughs> spoiler. Um, you, you don't want to sum it up for him? Yeah, but if yeah. there's like a little kid that hasn't gone around. Yeah, you don't want to sum that? it up really quick? Right. Yeah, yeah this, this is a quick synopsis of uh, the plot of Dumbo. All right, go. All right. A young circus elephant is born with comically large ears and given the cruel nickname of Dumbo. One day at a show, he is taunted by a group of kids and sighting his mother into a rage that gets her locked up. After Dumbo's ears cause an accident that injures many of the other elephants, he is made to dress like a clown and perform dangerous stunts. 
Everything changes when Dumbo discovers that his enormous ears actually allow him to fly, and he astounds every one of the circus with his new talent. So, that's the short version. I think you kind of eliminated uh, one factor of that, but okay. Which one would that be? He just magically learned how to fly. I think he, uh, some some somebody taught him how to fly. You mean yes. like a like a mouse? Yeah, a mouse. like a Disney a mouse? mouse. Like like a mouse, but he had help. He had yeah, help. He, he had support. He had support. Yeah. He had a little magic feather to help him out as well. Yeah, I got yeah. that feather from somewhere. I, Who I, gave I don't. The feather? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's Maybe. not in my notes. I'll let me handle that. We give it away in spoilers and just Lee. well. It's, it's a bird's feather, so okay. you, there's that. Anytime you want, mm. just sub that right up. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. That's that. <laughs> I just figured you want to get it out of the way. I thought so, too. <laughs> well, I actually don't even have it in my notes at all. So, again, <laughs> so he did it. I was right. He did take it out. <laughs> like, that never happened. I don't just, know. Just eradicated. Man, just like Disney Plus. Huh? Wow. wow. Well, I mean, that could probably be a show in and of itself one day. Cancel, um, can, <laughs> cancel crows. <laughs> Canceling crows. The new band. Oh, Mr. I was about to say, that sounds like an awesome band. I like it. Mr. Disney A new, a new channel on our, uh, our YouTube channel. Oh, my God. <laughs> Canceling crows. That's, I like it. At least sings the songs. All right, go ahead, Lake. All right, yeah, take, please, right. please. Where do you want to go? So, originally, Dumbo was a book. This wasn't... Um, uh, this is one thing I, I not being a um, a person that grew up in all of the Disney lore and uh, you know like you guys grew up going to Walt Disney World and probably you know knowing some of these all these little backstories and things like that. Like I guess I never realized that Walt Disney Corporation itself did not necessarily like just write all these stories and all these movies. You know these came from fairy tales and adapted from this story and that story. And that's the same thing for Dumbo. This was originally a book which was written by Helen Aberson and her husband, Harold Pearl. Um, Harold, Helen wrote the story and Harold was the illustrator. Um, the, the story of Dumbo was one of perseverance, heavily influenced by Helen's experience as a first-generation Jewish-Russian-American whose family struggled to deal with poverty and bigotry, trying to make their way in the new country. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm very apropos, too. Yeah. So Harold and Helen uh, had planned on publishing Dumbo as a novelty book. There was a gentleman named Everett Whitmire who invented and patented uh, a rolling book. Um, he created a company called Roller Book Publishers Inc. And this uh, this concept was basically a book that rolled as the story progressed. So if you can imagine, kind of like a box with two little knobs at the top and a scroll that you would scroll through the book, as opposed to flipping pages. I think I used to have one of those. Oh, really? Okay, so I do. This is something really new to me. Like I. I don't remember this it wasn't, at all. Remember- it wasn't like a whole big book, but it was like something that you would roll through and the story would unfold. I, it, like you wouldn't just read it. It would have like uh, effects and pictures and stuff like that. It's been a while, but I, I do believe I used to have a toy. I'm, I'm don't know if it was made during the time when I was younger or if it was just one of those old toys that kind of get passed on. But I was yeah, say like you sure. inherited it. I may have inherited it. But um, so yeah, so uh, Everett Whitmire was approached by Helen and Harold to publish this story uh, using his rolling book concept. And Kevin, I'll give you a picture if you want to include it in the show notes, like kind of like a figure of how it worked. Yes, please. Yeah, magicory.com. Yes, where you can find it. All right, cool. So before that book could be published, though, uh, Whitmire sold the story to Walt Disney along with all the book publishing rights. Um, you know, Walt saw basically the potential in the story of Dumbo and quickly worked a deal with Helen and Harold. 
And um, while the Rolling Book of Dumbo never actually made it to print, there are several prototypes that were created. And you can actually find the galley of proofs. At, they're housed in the Bird Library at Syracuse University. Mm. So there's also an illustrator that worked at Rolling Book Publishers named Helen Durney. So different Helen here. Um, she did the illustrations for the, the mock-up, for the, for the roller book and things like that. And she was also involved initially with the concept art uh, for Walt Disney's Dumbo. And as long, as long as we're talking about the book, there was a book published in 1941 to coincide with the movie's release. And once again in 1947, through a licensing agreement with Little Golden Books. And the story of Dumbo has not been out of print since 1947. There's always been some kind of a, a Dumbo book in print since 1947. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. And also, both Helen and uh, Harold were shown as authors on the book until 1968, at which point the patent expired. And so later versions do not uh, actually show them as the authors. But up until 1968, Helen Aberson and Harold Pearl were both uh, credited as authors of Dumbo. Did they ever go on to do anything else? I don't. I couldn't. I didn't read anything that they did. Um, I don't know of anything else that they did. I mean, it's that's kind of weird because you know they. If obviously there was, he was an illustrator, and uh, she wrote that story. You'd think she, uh, maybe she had done something later on. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we need to research that a little and see if there is something uh, out there by Helen Averson. Now, one thing that I didn't realize was that um, the Walt Disney Studios were kind of in a little bit of a financial rut at this time. Disney Snow White was a huge success. This was the first full-length animated feature, and it proved basically that animation could be an art form. Uh, It wasn't just, you know, little Sunday cartoon strips and things like that, and then you could have, like, an appreciation not just for kids but for adults also. Mm -hmm. So that success of Snow White really gave Walt the confidence uh, when he went to create Pinocchio and Fantasia. Now, again, this was Walt's vision, you know, that this would be the new art form and, you know, he had big dreams for, you know, what he could do with animation and things like that. And he spent a lot of money on Pinocchio and Fantasia. Mm -hmm. At the time, uh, they both cost over $2 million to produce. And just breaking that down for 2020, that's about $35 million that Mm. would have been spent to, uh, and that's each for Pinocchio and Fantasia. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the films were not as big of a box office success, so they were not profitable. Uh, in addition to that, you've also got World War II happening in, in Europe, and that's taking away a lot of money from the European market. At that time, I believe that the European market counted for about 40% of Disney's audience. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed a little weird because I thought they were successes here, but they never were able to release the pictures overseas, so they could never recoup full expenses because those things were damn expensive to make. Right. And not to just that, but Walt had just invested a lot of uh, money in the new Burbank studio. Sure. And on top of all that, you know, then came uh, the infamous writer strike uh, at Walt Disney World as well. So there was a lot of uh, financial problems going on with uh, Walt Disney at the time. So in comes Dumbo. It's our uh, big-eared hero <laughs> gets to help Walt out here. Uh, now, once production started really rolling along, Helen Aberson was brought in as a consultant on the film, as well as her husband, Harold. 
I could never come across anything that would actually confirm how much um, Helen and Harold were paid. Uh, I only found mention of in one article which stated they were paid $1,000. Now, that seems very low. So I don't know how true that is, but that is the only, I could only find mention of it in one article. Well, apparently they never wrote another book. So yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They did okay. Yeah, it's just the yeah. option to write to make the movie out of it, though. So it probably would be low. I guess it depended on what they would have made after making Dubbo, which could have been right. much if they had all this trouble. Well, I mean, either way, they, you know, Walt paid them for the rights to the movie, and obviously he made a lot more off the movie than what he paid them. So, Oh, yeah, that's the um, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's business. That's yeah, what it's that's supposed to work, right? <laughs> yeah. And actually Bambi would have been the next movie to be released, um, except for the time that it took to finish Bambi and the time that it took to finish Dumbo, Dumbo Dumbo was finished first. But Bambi was actually said to be the next uh movie. But with this they could get they could get a little more of a quick turnaround. And there's a couple reasons for that. Um it's actually only sixty eight minutes long. I think it's maybe 62 minutes without credits, so depending on you know how you want to put that, but call it an hour, basically. So the, the whole picture is only about an hour. So obviously, it's a short movie, so it's a lot um, you know, less money to make it. But I found this interesting on this uh, website called tor.com, T-O-R.com. They talk about some of the money-saving measures uh, that Walt used when he talks about Dumbo. Okay. Uh, one of the things that they did was they allowed the animators to turn in photo stats of sketches for a review as opposed to full layouts. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what all that means, but obviously saved some money. It's sketchy. Sketching, okay. Cool. But uh, according again, according to Tor.com, nearly a- every aspect of the film was focused on the concept of saving money. Thus, the film used watercolor backgrounds instead of oil and gouache. I don't know if that's what... I had to look that up how to say that, but it's spelled G-O-U-A-C-H-E. Yeah, it's a type of paint. Yeah, it's a type of paint. Okay, cool. But I guess it's pronounced gouache. Yes. Is, is that correct? Uh, yeah, he's right. He's, okay. He's I, had to, I, I looked it up. I wanted to make sure that I didn't look like an idiot. But uh, Well, I mean, good thing you have like two visual artists here that could actually help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is, I didn't look dumb in front of Eli. Is know? there something about gouache that's... Yeah, gouache. That's like that Baba Ganoush that you yeah. get when you go to the Mediterranean. No, I don't. I put a Tabasco <laughs> on I thought that stuff you get at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, is that... Oh, it's good. It's yeah. good. It's yeah. good with, with Eli, lamb. Guacamole? Guacamole. <laughs> is there anything special about why they call it gouache? Is it just? Is I mean, anything? it's just from where it came from. It's it's French. Um, it just it it's, has the ability to like uh, retain water. Okay. So like if you you know like a lot of times with paint, mm-hmm. like the traditional paint, you have to go ahead and like you know how they see if you keep dipping it, and then they go ahead and they have to put finishing on it and all this other right. stuff to keep stretching the paint out. Well, gouache since it's watercolor, it doesn't uh, it doesn't bubble up. If you apply a so lot it's a of it, water-based paint that doesn't bubble up, right? So it okay. dries, it dries faster. So you can lay another coat of paint to uh, add for shading, uh, like in this ah. case, yeah, like in this case, uh, since the backgrounds. If you notice that the backgrounds double, right, everything's like kind of like dark. It's not like a lot of gradients. Mm-hmm. There's no his a uh, lighter color and then here's a darker color for background. Right. It's more like a flat kind of surface, so it's quicker to paint. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that so, made it the uh, process cheaper for them. It yeah, it did because it's yeah, like it's, instead of having to apply, say, six colors, mm-hmm. you only need to apply three. That's crazy. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. 
I learned something. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I went, I went, <laughs> every now to get Crayola College comes in handy. <laughs> Not for jobs or money or no. anything like that. No, no, no. No, but, no, yeah. no. But for imagination, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> you and Ducey specially place. Yeah, exactly. That's man. right. That's my heart. You and Ducey. That's there right. You know. All right. So this was a money-saving alternative Disney would return to decades later, for, decades later for Lilo and Stitch. With the exception of a few brief moments here and there, with the storks, the circus parade, a few elephant scenes, the trivia elephants and crows, animators ensured that only two or three characters were on the screen at any one given time, reducing the technical issues that had beset animators trying to animate 30 more characters and objects at once. Even when the script required multiple characters, animators employed additional tricks, ensuring that only the heads of elephants could be seen in one scene, for instance, or animating only the shadows of the characters. Yeah. A trick around not only worked visually, since it allowed most of the human planning and plotting to happen in the shadows, but it also meant that animators did not have to draw nearly as many lines. The famous pink elephant sequence, an animation highlight, was planned less as a surreal innovative and occasionally terrifying animation sequence and more of a cost-saving device it only needed simple single color backgrounds well there you go less is more money saved money saved oh and not only that i mean like in, in the earlier films i mean the animation was realistic and by the time you get to dumbo it's all caricature and cartoony right you mm -hmm. know it you, even the human characters are caricatured simplistic. and simplistic exactly yeah. you didn't yeah. have the detail that you would have gotten in snow white or in bambi or anything like that that's intriguing no, it's pretty yeah, so intriguing. It's pretty awesome to think that you can like cut back on everything and it still well, yeah. make something. Yeah, that well, story trumps all. Yeah, no, I was mm -hmm. gonna say in this case you're that right, I like right. that. Yeah. Oh, you said Trump's not trunk. No, I said trunks. Story <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> trunks <laughs> all. It yeah, trunks all. There you go. But yeah, that that that's that's weird how that works because like like Lee was saying they had like the what is the animated strike right? Yes. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that thing could have essentially been shut down had they not had more inventive methods to produce it or, you know, to create the art for it. Or you so, that. do you feel like they had maybe less experienced um, animators as well? Like, did they have to call in, I guess they call them scabs or... Uh, um, no, it was a writer strike. It was an a was an animator strike. I lost my no, it was an animator strike as well. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, uh, some of the clowns in the scene... Are right. uh, meant to to represent those animators that were on strike, right? Not yeah. writers. Yeah, that's they're crazy. They're yeah. making fun of them. Yeah. Wow. Fast yeah. Football well, they, uh, well, you know, they sing that whole song about going to the big boss for the raise, mm -hmm. and that was, uh, I guess, that was included as kind of a jab at the uh, the the ones that were on strike, thinking they were going to try to get some more money out of Walt. But I do think that this was the passing of, of the torch to the uh, to the nine old men. Mm -hmm. I think Dumbo yeah. kind of represented that that kind of passing of the torch where all these other people were gone and and the nine old men really kind of took over from there. Yeah, that's all very intriguing. Holy God. Okay. Yeah, no, it's always <laughs> so, the, I like the background of the creation a, of, the, yeah. of the item. Is, no, from the gouache to that to the strike and everything. This is I'm, I'm intrigued. This is thick. <laughs> yeah, it's like thick and, thick and veiny. Throbbing and stuff, just man. This boom. is crazy. So much going on. It's a lot happening. Throbbing with tension. I mean, you know? it's so much. You know? It's throbbing. <laughs> with just tension. Just <laughs> 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 you, you missed the best yes, word. Right. With tension. With tension, yes. Tension. Hear my whole phrase, please. Yes. <laughs> Apologize. Well, All right, Lee. Please, Lee, continue with this. 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 Don't leave Kevin throbbing <laughs> <laughs> with tension. He's Release it. <laughs> Release the tension. We got a situation here, Lee. Yes. So come on, Lee, Lee, bring the cracking. Let, let's go. Uh -huh. 
Um, so all of those money saving techniques and you know the little cuts here and there that allowed this movie to be produced in about a year and a half, which at the time all these other productions with uh, Snow White, uh, Pinocchio, those all took like five years yeah. to create those movies. I heard right? Bambi was in the works for like nine years. Really? Yeah, maybe oh from gosh. start to finish. Yeah, but look how detailed that was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there you go. My understanding was the the fire scene, especially, was very um, took a lot of work. Um, and of course, all the little animals. There were lots of little animals and things like that. So yeah, that again, that that's why Dumbo came out before uh, before Bambi did. That's deep, deep. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, you could probably say that Dumbo kind of saved um, Walt Disney. I mean, not that maybe something else wouldn't have come out later; they would have saved them, or they would have done well with, or whatever. But at this time, when they needed the money, Dumbo was able to accomplish that. Yeah. At the time, it profited over eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, and I'm not sure if that was enough to eliminate all the debts from, you know, from the two previous movies, but I'm sure that it put a lot of investors' minds at ease. Sure. Um, so, and I mean, 850000 again, in today's numbers, that's uh, about $14 million, almost $15 million in profit. But considering, so. again, what they did to skimp on the production mm-hmm. of it, that's really good. And still maintain the quality of that story, because mm-hmm. I love that story. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just great storytelling. It's the... The underdog story, you know, believe in yourself because the feather, you know, that's that's what you needed to do to get Dumbo to to have the confidence to fly. But he didn't need the feather to fly. Just like, you know, uh, how did he get the feather? Yeah. When are we going to get to that part? <laughs> it's, it's a magic feather. It's, it's magic. magic. So he went on a quest to get it. He get it. He, yeah. He, he went with the Hogwarts. Right. Yeah, he went to Hogwarts and he, uh-huh. he, from the Phoenix, he got the feather from the tail. Right. I was burning up. He talked to Professor X. He gave him That's astral right. projection of where the feather was. was beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. That's not how it happened. Come on. Tell him about it. <laughs> and then Iceman and Firewoman, whatever her name is, Starfire came in and <laughs> shot down. Feather, shot down. Right. And he fought the scroll. And Submariner came up and he said, here, I caught the feather. Yeah. Because he had a feather right down the ankle of his foot. I must apologize. My, my, my daughter is back into watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> well, good cartoon, for you. You're raising so, her yes. right. Tell your daughters yes. they're awesome. I, I, I told them that. And I was like, you know, I have no problem you watching that. <laughs> God bless them. So, God bless them. So, I remember all the... Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, you're going to make go, go. me take a segue actually really quick. No, no. I do apologize for that. But that, yeah. It's Disney property now. But you, okay. said, you said Marvel. You got I watched it on Disney Plus. But <laughs> all right. We're so, bringing it back. Yeah. We're so, bringing it back. All right. Did you so, say what happened to feather. the feather? No, he didn't no, say what no, happened no, to the feather. Do we get the feather? No he feather. got it from Ben Franklin on the quill. <laughs> what? He pulled it from the stone. He was worthy. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah, what Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's it. Is that what happened, Link? The feather chose him. Right. Yeah, because the prince came up with the feather and slipped it on his foot. You know what I'm saying? saying That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. How about a few miscellaneous other movie facts and trivia for the Dumbo movie? Other than the feather. Okay. Okay. No feather. Outside of the feather. Outside of the feather. Okay. Featherless facts. (laughs) Featherless facts. (laughs) Featherless facts. Cashless podcasters. It was like the question. I was like, I helped him fly. I don't know the answers. I just asked the questions. Yes. That's right. Help me. In the original story, uh, Miss Jumbo was actually named Mother Ella, but this was changed to honor the famous Jumbo from Barnum and Bailey Circus. Um, ah, cause it was, did, yeah, the famous elephant that was called Jumbo, like the world's largest elephant. Right. And, you know, yeah, he was very famous. He, he would be in all of the Barnum and Bailey shows and things like that. Which I didn't want to go off topic here, but if you want to like Google 
Jumbo, the elephant. There's a lot of interesting stuff about him. And kind of like he was pretty much mistreated very badly. Just like in the, the original movie, he gave him alcohol to calm him down. And I guess the actual Jumbo elephant was a pretty crazy elephant. He had lots of fits of rage and they would feed him uh, champagne and other alcohol to, to calm him and things like that. <laughs> what so, do you mean that's mistreating him? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a party. Think elephants on parade, baby. Well, <laughs> hey, sparkles coming out the bottle and everything. Yeah. Jumbo, this for you. You make it sound like he's working for Thomas Edison or something. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Grand Pal. <laughs> Keep electrocuting. <laughs> Stop giving Jumbo some champagne. He's trying to put the phone together. Yeah. You know, the best part is that the best part is that I bet you that elephant remembered all of that because <laughs> that's how elephants are they never forget they exactly. never forget you that's, know what he though? knew all 12 steps <laughs> <laughs> he did Sorry, he forgot where he got the feather from <laughs> I mean like real talk though like elephants up close in the zoo I mean they are, that's scary. I mean, those, I mean, those beasts. How are, close have you gotten to an elephant when you work? I've the had zoo? to, I've had to go and work in, in, uh, in Audubon. They have like a, a like an elephant barn. Like you don't yeah, see it yeah, as yeah, a public, yeah, yeah. but yeah. like they have the place where they train them. So I had to fix something to there once, and yeah, you see them up close, like. That's scary. Like if that thing was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. There's nothing you and can so do to stop it. And so that looked at you. You better fix my Wi-Fi. Oh no! I, or else I, I'm gonna sit on you. Exactly. Is that what that elephant said? I was said? like, don't trunk me. Don't trunk me like that. You, you lucky I'm a good friend. Why? Because <laughs> when Kevin said, <laughs> when Kevin said, how close have you gotten to an elephant? I was going to say he was married to one before. <laughs> 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 I can't say <laughs> to that. <laughs> You're a good friend whether you say that or not. That was a, that was a blonde haired elephant, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You got no that damn man. Actually, that, that boy good. That boy good. I saw her the, like when I ain't gonna say names. Yeah, I saw her and she's skinnier than Eli now. Yes, really. Yes, that is absolutely true. Oh well, good for her. Yeah, good. Absolutely good. Yes. Good for her. So yeah. that's why I felt okay to make the joke because it oh I'm not doesn't ups- apply anymore. I'm not upset at all. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Lee, we're gonna have to send you a picture one day. Oh my goodness. So you know is what's she up. Still a- yeah, that's pretty constant. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be like on the air or not. Yeah, you, you can change the paint on the house, but the interior is pretty still much the same. same. Look, with, with the, with the, I, I don't think this will make the cut, but when the current husband tells the ex-husband, I see why you did that. Well, that <laughs> what? Yeah. Yo. Same thing. I like you are your own. You are your own, Mister X Barry friend. That's what you got, huh? You thought the package looked good. Now you got the gift. Wait, you, you said pachyderm? What? Pac- <laughs> yeah, the pachydermy. Oh, oh okay. speaking of pachyderms, uh, uh, Lee Tumbo. Tumbo, fellas, how you Dumbo. doing? Come, Adamate. Back in. Alrighty, a couple more little movie facts here. Uh, Time Magazine actually was prepared to put Dumbo as their Man of the Year cover at the end of the year. Uh, they were actually going to call it the Mammal of the Year. Ah, uh, clever. Walt Disney actually already provided a black and white uh, drawing for the cover and all that. So, But before the issue could be published, uh, that was when the Japanese would attack Pearl Harbor. Damn politics, um, damn it. And then... Yeah, and so they had to rework the whole that whole issue. Uh, they had three days to totally rework that issue, and General Douglas MacArthur would end up being the uh, Time Man of the Year. Uh, but they did still include Dumbo in that issue. Gave him a fourteen hundred word write up in that issue, so Very he nice. still was in there, just not on the cover. Just not the Mammal of the Year. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. right. Just not the Mammal of the Year. Uh, Who was the Mammal of the, the Year, by the way? 
Who was the Batman of the Year? Yeah. Was that Coco? Co- was uh, <laughs> Flipper? It was Flipper. I thought it was Coco. Shabu. Jumbo. Body Joe Young. <laughs> Robin Williams. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't even go for King Kong. Mate, do you? <laughs> I, was, I went for the 40s. Yes. I went for the 40s part. All right, come on, Lee, moving along. This was the first Disney movie that was set in the United States. Ah. Which was, of course, in where? Uh, uh, Florida. Uh, Kirk's house. Florida. <laughs> Kirk's no, house. Not on the bayou. <laughs> Whose house? Kirk's, Kirk's house. house. <laughs> Dumbo on the bayou. Dumbo on the bayou. Dumbo on the bayou. Dumbo on the bayou. Go have some fun on bayou. Yeah, yeah. They would have cooked Dumbo's ass. They would have ate him. Fly your ass out this pot. There you go. No, those cages got respect for elephants, man. Yeah. They respect the elephants. Oh, you did an alligator, but not an elephant. Yeah, yeah alligator. alligator ain't standing a chance. No. Your boy from Tiana? Nope. nope. I need new shoes. That's right. Uh, this was also the only <laughs> Disney movie to which the main character has no lines. So he has no speaking. Dumbo has no speaking parts throughout the whole movie. That's he awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's true. I'm like, glad to hear that it was a fact because I thought I was tripping as a kid when I saw it because mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, even in the books, he does it. You know, it's just a cool illustration yeah. of him. But I was like, yeah, he don't say that. Well, Timothy does a lot of his, uh, I guess, exposition, right? Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Well, he's like a baby, right? Yeah, that's true. He is yeah. A baby. Yeah. I guess so I don't know what it is in elephant like, years. The elephants, yeah. It's, <laughs> the elephants did talk, like Mrs. Jumbo talked, and right. the little catty yeah, the, yeah. gossip circle of other yeah, elephants. Those little chicken freaking making yeah. fun of Dumbo. If there's not a work site Church. alive that don't have four of those at the copy in the kitchenette talk. <laughs> you heard what the stork said happened mm-hmm. when you dropped off double to go to double? No. Uh-huh. I knew that she wasn't right. Terrible. <laughs> those elephants are terrible. I wanted to slap every one of them. There you go. Hey, look, remember this. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Good terrible. And then at the end, they want to be friends with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are rich. Oh, you got all the money. Oh, I want to be in your cabin in the train. Oh, I'm, I'm so friends with you. Yeah, f you. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> right. When I was messing my son. Huh? When this easy, Kevin. Easy. Oh, I used to make me so angry when I watched that. It's I like, man, you, you don't deserve any of this. Miss oh. Dumbo, Jumbo doesn't have to do anything for you guys. That's right. She got to do but retire, be an elephant. Kevin yes, went right. from throbbing to spewing. <laughs> no, boy. <laughs> That's the tension you're talking about. I, right I just let it out. Yes, you did. You got it, it all out. I, I like it. I, better now. I felt that rage. Because those freaking, ugh. I fucked me mad. Yeah, boy. No, those, those <laughs> pissing me off, too. Hoo-ah. That's right. Hoo-ah. Yeah. I don't deserve that, that money. That's I mean, true. she got the luxury caboose. Mm-hmm. And the then women are singing and like, oh, let me in your caboose. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dumbo's so awesome. That's right. F- That's f- you. right. Like, you want a piece of caboose? caboose? Then you f- all them. That's that right. Do with that. Who were you Those, when I needed you? Yeah. Those c- were the ones that named him Dumbo. You're right. right. Yeah. Because it's like, what's his, uh, what's his it name? Jumbo. Jumbo. It was right. baby Dumbo. Yeah. No. More like Dumbo. Jumbo. More like Dumbo. And you know I loved it? Dumbo owned it. Making bank. With his name, yeah, I'm double. Yeah. I'm paid. You right. gave me that name. What? What, what you gonna do? It's mine. Tell I own me something. Tell me something. Dumbo in the air, flinging dollar bills out his, out his ear, <laughs> making it rain, flying it's through it. it rain on them. He's <laughs> making it rain peanuts. Like the crows made. Oh wait, we're not supposed to talk about that, right? The birds in the movie they made fun of uh, D- uh, Dumbo as well, but <laughs> then Timothy made him feel like trash. 
And then they, they felt sorry for him. Yeah. And then they did their best to help him. They did. Yeah. yeah. So they had sympathy for what he was going through. They didn't realize, oh, shoot. Yeah, we're kind of piling on this poor this poor elephant here. But the, yeah, they didn't. Those other elephants, they never. They, they made a solemn vow that he was never even going to be considered an elephant. They made, yeah. they made yeah. a clown. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and that's what makes it so good, right? It's like they you, you feel for Dumbo, because like then you go half of the movie they dog it about like give this poor elephant a chance. That's right. So, so Dumbo's like Mike Tyson, and then Timothy J. Mouse is like his uh, old coach, right? You say, oh, oh, like, like Rocky and Mick. Rocky yeah. and Mick. That's right. Yeah. I was gonna say because yeah. Mike Tyson pretty much destroyed. Yeah, Dumbo never did anybody. Yeah, I take I take Rocky first. Rocky number one. Because yeah. he lost. I don't yeah. think Don King qualifies as a Mick. No, no, but his, his original, Mike Tyson's original no, coach. Piece, though, I think that's what was he the said. Good, was the good coach, wasn't it? He was responsible for making Mike win. Was it like a body? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. But then after he passed, right. and he got new coaches, he was just Casamato. Casamato. That's, Casamato. No, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Casamato. Where the hell I get Giobati from? It sounds good. All Italian, sound all Italian same, right? names sound the same. It's all right. I'm, used, right. To, I'm used to your racism. That's okay. <laughs> we shared it. I got called with Tumbo just yesterday. Oh, what? Lord. That's <laughs> my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, was it in bed? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I bought some orange juice. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. oh man! That's just because it was seven foot tall. That's it. <laughs> See, that's why. That, there you go, right there. Wingman, good for it. There it is. Wingman of the year. There you go, spotting it. That's right. There you go, tension. Lee, Lee, All right. Lee, Douglas. Uh, Your mom's listening to this. You got <laughs> Mama Vika, come on the show. We love you. We want to hear you, Mama. This is what we work with, Mama Vika. Why doesn't Why doesn't he take more initiative? Come on. Talk about the feather. I still want to know about the feather. Yeah, I do want to know. I don't know if you want to talk about the in a minute, if you'd like. You want um, let me just right. a couple of quick more. Couple right. Go ahead, last sir. Okay. Uh, the song "Baby of Mine," uh-huh. which was uh, obviously a very famous song from that movie, was nominated for an Academy Award, mm-hmm. but it lose to the song "The Last Time I Saw Paris" from the movie "Lady Be Good," which I never heard of, but I heard of Dumbo, so I don't know why they lost. Wait, la- what was the name of this movie? "Lady Be Good." Lady Be Good, and the song was called The Last Time I Saw Paris. Oh. That was what won the uh, Academy Award for Best Song that year. They probably, because that was a real, like, real actors versus an animated feature, so they probably don't know how to handle yeah. that. You know, everyone still knows who Dumbo is. Nobody knows who Lady Be Good is. No, you're right. I, I heard know, Johnny, I know Johnny Be Good. Be good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Lady Be Good. Is that his cousin? <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. It's because of um, Chuck Berry. <laughs> Dumbo was uh, Dumbo was also Marvin. the first. <laughs> Marvin, you... you talking about the sound you want? <laughs> yeah, listen to this. I met that guy in person. Did you? Yes, Marvin Berry. Yes. No kidding. Hey, that was not the real Marvin Berry in the movie. That was an actor. Wait, no, I'm talking it? about the actor. I met the actor. The, was, actor, oh, the actor who played Marvin okay. Berry. Yeah. <laughs> was that the, the elephant uh, pom-pom? Because I don't even it? know that there is a Marvin Berry. No, you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I met the actor a right. long time ago. Where'd yes. you meet him at? Uh, I went then. Like, this was a little after <laughs> Katrina. At, sorry, Lee, uh, this is more important. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, was it a bathroom stall and he was tapping? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I need to talk to you. Listen to this. <laughs> I did. I taught. I taught. A, I taught a comic class a long time ago, and it was for people from the Joe Mitchell Foundation in New York. Uh-huh. They were bringing a bunch of actors, and he was one of them to like, I guess, to see how things were working in New Orleans or whatever. And I like looked at him. I was like, and he's like, "You don't have to say it." He's like, "You don't have to say it in line." But yeah, yeah it's cool. It's cool. Oh, oh that's cool. Cool. Right. Yeah, we're good. I'm glad you got to do that. Glad to do that segue. You don't hear that too often. I'm gonna no, look yeah. up his filmography when we're done. I, he I'd did like what a country with uh, Yakov Smirnoff. He did what a country. That was a movie. No, I thought it was a TV was... show. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was about an elephant. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Oh. Can we talk about a movie about an elephant? Yeah, let's talk about. Yeah, a movie we should. About yes, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, what about Dumbo? Hey, right. that's uh, a good one. What else you got about the movie? Lee. Dumbo was the first Disney movie released for home viewing on VHS. Wow. So there you go. Thank you, Michael Eisner. Yeah. That's good. Back when did you have a V do you ever have Betamax? I did have Betamax. We had Betamax too. Like we we uh bet on the wrong concept at the time. We were like, let's go with Betamax. But you know what's funny about that is that it was summer of nineteen eighty one is when it first got released to home video. Uh-huh. Video cassette, mm-hmm. you know, and this was the first time that movie has ever been offered as a take home version. It's you, you could get oh, it. Oh, that was eighty one. This oh, was eighty one. That, that yeah. predates Eisner. Yeah, eighty one. Uh, you know, when Betamax and VHS were having the thing, they they released that movie for the first time for purchase to take home. Up until then, it was all for rental. You couldn't do nothing but rent it or go to the theaters like maybe Lee did mm-hmm. and watch it again mm-hmm. in a big screen. Um, but yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, eighty one was the first time they did that, and it happened to be released at the same time with the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. All right, so before we leave the movie, um, we do need to talk about the crows, as everyone has alluded to up to this point. The elephant in the uh, room? <laughs> the in the I see what you did. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. Very smooth. What uh, crows? I didn't notice. Oh, yeah, there's a couple of uh, crows in this movie that are a certain color, if you didn't know that. What color are the crows in this movie? The color of every crow that lives. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're what color is any crow? <laughs> now you're being cautious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a but, crow um, of any other color. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen a yellow crow, honestly. Um, well, I've been done seeing see. about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white crow fly. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, oh, man. tell it's, us all about these Let's do it. Lay it on us. That happened to be black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of all the colors of the different crows, right, Ling? These happen yeah. to be the crows and, yeah, and, and, crows. and the way they spoke and all that. Let's go. They could have chose toucans or something, but they chose crows. So, um, <laughs> because two cans are plentiful in the United States, apparently. especially in Florida. <laughs> it might be in Florida. It could be. Yeah, imported. Two cans were imported. Come on. <laughs> They could have had macaws. How, how many macaws you see? That's true. Yeah, how, many, how many in the tiki room? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could have had some eagles come down there. <laughs> crows. That could crows. crows. All right. Crows. Jim so, Crows. All right. So, yeah. So, to start with, the main crow's name is Jim Crow, uh, which, of course, uh, we all know from the Jim Crow laws. That's right. Uh, and well, from the Civil Rights Era. They've changed the name they changed since. It. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, what did they change it to? You're asking crow. us, really? I mean, I, I'm asking you, what did they change it to? Yeah, Dandy Crow. Dandy Crow. Yeah, yeah. 
This is not my show. This is Danny Crow. <laughs> okay, hold on. Well, let me back up. Then. They changed the name of Jim Crow in the movie to Dandy Crow. He was no, 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 no. He was never named Jim Crow in the movie. He was named Jim Crow on the model sheet. Some animator, yes. and a model sheet just wrote down the name Jim Crow. Right. I can't imagine okay. it was a name. Uh, approved and and right. uh, by Walt Disney for use in the film. None of the crows actually are ever referred to by a name. No, they yeah they changed it in the fifties to avoid any problems. In fact, I don't even think Timothy Mouse is referred to by his name. I think that the only time you true. see that his was, name is yeah. on the the paper at the end. Right, right, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, that's exactly one of the facts. So thank you for pulling that out. Um, so yeah, but you know they are uh, obviously like a, a representation of like a minstrel show, uh, but. Uh, is What's a minstrel mint? show? Oh, hold on. Did I say that word right? <laughs> I'm just going to let like you hate wrong. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be decided like that, but. No, no, sound it like that. What's it's, a minstrel show? What's a minstrel show? I wasn't alive back then, but my understanding is that they were, at that time, actors that were white actors that would wear, paint their faces black and mm. then do these uh, re- musical review shows. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the main crow of the group uh, was voiced by a white man named Cliff Edwards. <laughs> but the rest of the group was the, uh, they were all from the Hall Johnson, uh, all, the Hall of Presidents? Oh. Hall of Presidents. They were all from. Our city of Hall's choir, yes. <laughs> the Dog Pound. It is a god, yes. The Dog Pound. Right. No, it's Monty the, Hall. Hall of Notes. You could, oh, Hall of Notes. <laughs> The Halls of Mentaliptus? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee, go ahead. Sorry. Go, 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 go. Uh, <laughs> but the rest of the gang were voiced um, by a, 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 I guess their band is not the right word, right? But they were a show uh, performers from the Hall Johnson Choir on all African Choir would American. probably be the choir better word. Yeah, 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 choir. Choir. yeah. 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 The Hall Johnson Choir. And they were all African American. Ah, okay, so some of the members, the actors are James Basket, who's from Song of the South. Mm-hmm. Very talented. Yeah. And uh, Carol, Carol Baskin's husband. <laughs> wow. Well, that's Basket, <laughs> not Baskin. <laughs> Baskin as in Robbins, not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I saw Tiger oh, King 2 now. <laughs> I got y'all, did one. Yeah, so um, James Basket, like Hank Basket, the football player. Okay. And he plays Fats Crow. Yes. Fats, yes, yes. Okay. And then, um, so yes, so that's one of the voices from Song of the South. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Nick Stewart, who uh, was on a show called the Amos and Andy Show, which was a very big show. I should call my mom and put my mom on a recording and see <laughs> what she thought. She loved that show. That's a very big show. That was a huge show. That was one of the few shows where African-Americans got to be the star of the, of right. the show. The heyday of television, and it's like, you know, yes. Amos and Andy's in that mix. Yes, you know, my there's, mom. There's no doubt. My mom actually, um, when they when VHS came out, I remember we went to some store, and I remember she bought the volumes of that show for oh, really? me to watch when I was younger. So, yeah, it, oh, was, a, it, was, a, it was a big deal good for them. back then. So, again, yes, there were some other African-Americans that took part mm-hmm. in the portrayal of the voices for the crows. Yes. In addition to Nick Stewart, who we're talking about, he's the one who plays Specs Crow, with the ones with the little glasses. The glasses yeah, yeah, the yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. Then Hall, Hall Johnson, who the choir is named after, he's the one who played the Deacon Crow. Oh, well, appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Ah, yeah. And then Jim Carmichael is the one who played Dopey Crow. 
Now, also, so do you, I bet you didn't know that there were two Disney characters named Dopey. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, like, that's awesome. And then, like, on, now on top of that, the uh, the animator, uh, his name was Ward Kimball. Ward Kimball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what he used was uh, African American dancers. There was a. Uh, Freddie and Eugene Jackson. I love Jackson, Freddie Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Freddie Jackson. And uh, so, yeah, he used them as a, as a point of reference to draw for the animation uh, of those characters. And most of their personalities and stuff were based on uh, cats like, uh, what, like Cap Calloway, mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong, Karina Longworth. So it's kind of a weird, slippery slope, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because it's like, it's... It's based upon uh, characters that they're saying is being stereotypical, but the characters are based upon the styles and the talents of African-Americans during that time. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's a great point because a lot of what they're slammed for, and, and Jim Crow, that's kind of indefensible. But like I said, that was probably some animator on a sheet of paper somewhere. Around trying to get it down. Yeah, so that one guy, and you'll never know who he is. Or but that never appeared in the film. As to why Walt Disney actually cast a white man as the voice of the lead crow, Dandy Crow, Cliff Edwards, who and, and we know Walt liked to use the same actors over and over again. Right, this Sterling Holloway, who played the 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 stork in the movie. Yes, you hear him as the voice of the Cheshire Disney Cat. Legend, yeah. uh, it's a r- Disney rule of three, right? right. <laughs> they get you for three things in your contract. <laughs> well, Cliff Edwards was the voice of Jiminy Cricket and sung the iconic When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. So every single time you go to Disney Park and you hear that song, that's Cliff Edwards. Why he thought he was right for this part, I'll, I don't know. I think that's been lost to history. I've never seen anything in any of my research on it, Lee. It's like, I need you to do no. one more thing for me. You've done yeah. two things. I need yeah. you one what, more do you, what do you want me to do? Uh, what do we got do? this project. Won't you just voice us? It won't take much. Uh, I'll set you up for the studio tomorrow. Sounds How about that? great. Sounds what, great. What's what the character? Who am I playing? Yeah, it doesn't matter. After you're done. <laughs> no, I need to feel look, the emotion and the motivation. After you're done, you have the freedom to do whatever project you want. But really? up until that, at the third time, you're done. I mean, is that easy? It's is that a Disney that easy 3, baby. That's right. Disney 3 and you're off my contract. I shouldn't have no problems doing this okay, character, cool. right? That sounds good, yeah. So you'll be in L.A. You'll be remembered forever. That's right. I promise you, kid. That's what I want. Immortality. Yeah, so be in L.A. at 3 p.m. We'll set you up. And you'll be done in 10 seconds. It's so easy. So sounds easy. good. So that sounds like the best opportunity I could ever have. I want to be famous. And then you're free. You'll be free to do whatever project you want. I love it. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> Just call me uncle. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. No, that's not right. That is not right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that out. Yeah. No, no, that's staying no, in there. No, that's in there now, buddy. I think it's my turn to edit. Your titchin must did, be broken down. Uncle Tom. <laughs> Your titchin. I, mean, I did he, Uncle Walt. Yeah, and I was yeah. yeah. He said Walt, and he yeah. said, "Well, I ain't gonna say what he said, but." Just uh, yeah. Like, I should just, have said Walt behind it. Do you want to put that back in the end? No, that's it? perfect the way it is. Yes. Okay, don't whitewash history. <laughs> <laughs> just dance uh, yeah, around. No kidding, it. right? Yes. Uh, speaking of uh, yes. Cliff Edwards, so like, why don't we just take a, a brief moment to mention this? Because I thought that this was kind of a, a sad element to this story. Is that here's this guy who who, vo- who voices Crow, who just so happened to be the iconic voice mm-hmm. of, of Jiminy Cricket, and in the, in the main song that you hear every single time that you associate when you wish upon a star with Disney, and this di- th- this guy died kind of tragically. Like he when he died, he was like penniless and poor. Oh, and he was a charity patient over at a hospital in California, 
and his body was even unclaimed. It was, it was donated oh to the University of California Medical School. And so when Walt Disney Productions uh, found out about it, because they were kind of quietly paying his medical expenses because he had he had issues, he had problems. Uh, they offered to purchase his remains and pay for his burial. Oh my uh, gosh. But instead it was done by the Actors Fund of America. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Disney paid for his grave market, but the man died like destitute dude. Well, that's it's a dark oh, it really is talk about cashless for, that's a shame when you, you was cash. <laughs> Kevin I'm trying to bring some some gravity gravity to the situation cashless so I'm serious I'm not joking you know what I'm feeling the tension now. I'm they serious. can transfer I'm like damn oh, man, I'll just go back to problem. no you good you are I'm dropping down I'm like, I'm like, holy crap, cash. No, no, but that's a damn shame. CMB, baby, CMB. CMB, that's what I'm talking about. So that's how that's Dandy the- Crow died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no, you know anyway. what? I'm sorry to hear that. I and mean, like you said, like we were having the little with, skin, Kevin and I. I mean, with that thunderous was, applause. That was, <laughs> that was a job he was doing. That's They were asking him to do a voice of a character. Yeah. And it goes many layers beyond as folks who, like you say, who drew him, who animated him. I mean, they could have taken the steps of, I don't know, I don't, I don't know who, like Shirley Temple, let's say. You know, as far as like animated, they didn't have to base it upon like a Cab Calloway who was like, you know, it was a big cultural deal back then. He was a great dancer. Mm-hmm. He would a talent, right? But they knew they wanted these characters to be flamboyant, positive, strong, free to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And these are the characters that they felt, whether it was voicing or animating or just influencing to bring that forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the original story treatment, it was just going to be one large, rusty-looking crow, mm-hmm. the way they described it. But it ended up turning out one large, one large, Jesus. rusty-looking crow, rusty crow, rusty the crow. <laughs> well, that was going to be what it was, and it was later expanded to a whole flock of crows, and that's how the Jackson brothers got involved and all the different towns to help you know bring those characters to life. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, all them contributing to Dumbo's confidence to fly. Right. Right. Now that that was also that was not the last time the crows has been featured in a Disney uh, presentation. Oh, where really? else? Where yeah, else? the House of Mouse. Remember the old cartoon oh, uh, House of Mouse? Okay. Yeah, it was like a, it was like almost like a bar. Was that but, like oh, Ace of Base? Oh, where they all hung out at? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. like, it was like a little restaurant. They all had tables, and you would go there, and occasionally you just see these obscure Disney characters in the background. Well, there was a, there was a part there where the crows were on the House of Mouse. Oh, no wow! Kidding. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. No, that's yeah. freaking awesome. And, yeah. and those characters would cause a lot of, not controversy necessarily, but as far as, well, controversy, but as far as like between artistic critics and talents in Hollywood, yes. as far as like how they've been, you know, portrayed and how they should interpret you know, and interpreted all that kind of and all that stuff. So this is a conversation that's gone on for ages. So sure. it's a huge part yeah. of not only like Disney animation, but Disney culture and our culture as well. I mean, it's, it's it's Song of the South, The Crows. It's 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 all it's, all, all, it's in, all within that same twilight. period of time. Yeah. yeah, there there is one more appearance by the Crows, who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh yes, you're right. Now, they were well, there. Yeah, it, uh, Jim Crow. No, you're right. Or you're Dandy that. Crow, whatever you want to call him. Deacon and Specs can be spotted. Yeah, there's oh, so wow. many yeah. of those guys in there. Yeah, those. I remember that because my youngest really loves that movie, so we watch that often. Of course, mm-hmm. that's cool. It's cool. And uh, yeah, no, in, in Toonland, yeah, they're there. All yes. those guys are there, man. <laughs> It's, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's, so it just kind of goes. Even uh, Kevin Michael Richardson was the one who vo- voiced 
he was a new voice of Dandy Crow in the House of Mouse episode mm-hmm. where Donald was trying to fly and he's like, I've seen everything, but I'll never see Donald fly or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I, I saw it, but I mean, it, it just goes to show you that, yeah, this controversy has kind of gotten, um, it's more of a recent thing that Disney was regularly using these characters. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Kevin Michael Richardson is a black actor, voice actor, I should say. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there you go. So they, they finally remedied that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so where are you going to take well, us no, now, Lee? You can't beat oh, that. <laughs> no, that's hard to top, but we're going to do one last thing as we segue into the Tim Burton live-action remake. So there was supposed to be a Dumbo 2 direct-to-DVD in 2000 and never made oh, it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that was a so, whole period we're that. doing direct-to-DVD right. BS. Right. <laughs> Jeez. That was, uh, Dumbo that, 2, uh, Dumbo on the Move. Is that what it was? <laughs> Dumbo <or>? on the <laughs> Dumbo 2 electric boogaloo. Yeah, no. Dumbo okay. 2 electric pink elephants. <laughs> but thank God that never happened. But what did happen was uh, the Tim Burton live action remake. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for a fan of the original movie, you, you got to... It's just such a disappointment. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't not mind it. I had low expectations I, though, so I wasn't well, a big D- Dumbo fan. So I mean, maybe. That. And, Go ahead. and I mean, to some degree, I did too, because of course, nothing's going to top the nostalgia. Um, you know, for that one movie that's your absolute favorite D- Disney movie. So, did I think that I was going to love it as much as the original? No, I didn't think that. But it just went in a whole different, weird direction <laughs> for me. But. Um, really, have you ever seen Tim Burton's work? It generally goes well, a whole different yeah, way. Yeah, have you ever seen Batman? That's, Although, that's the yeah. second best Joker I've ever seen. That's I give it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so right around 2015, Disney started releasing several live action remakes that uh, that basically no one asked for. But uh, started out with Cinderella. Um, maybe you could say it was Maleficent, but really, like Maleficent is a to me a backstory or. You know, some character study. It's not really a remake. Uh, so, to me, Cinderella was the first live-action remake. But anyway, so this this would continue. Um, some were great. Uh, Jungle Book, I thought, was really good. But uh, others were not so great, and uh, I think this is one of them. Uh, this was released in March of 2019. Um, it starred a lot of big-name actors, Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Alan Arkin, just to name a few. Um, but, you know, this story focused less on the Dumbo story and more on the, the dad and the, you know, the circus and the, um, the power structures and all this other stuff that really didn't have a lot to do with Dumbo. Well, it's because uh, they didn't have talking animals in the movie. So they couldn't really focus on the animals when you've got people. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was with yeah. Michael Keaton. He's in like, man, Tim Burton loves some Michael Keaton, huh? And Danny DeVito. Yeah. 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 Batman yeah. Returns, right Batman there. Returns, you're right. I like Michael Keaton, too. but I, just, I, I like, like Michael Keaton. He's good. I like him Ooh. in Gung Ho. I like him multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that random. I like him in Gung Ho. Like, not the founder, not a nerd man. Gung Ho. Gung Ho. Hey. It's like, I like that Tom Hanks at that bachelor party. Party. Yes, that was oh, awesome. That's right. Buddy Pit, classic. My chest yeah, is constricted. Bosom buddies, yes. <laughs> so, do you feel that since it was without the talking, I mean, you felt like that when you heard that there was a remake of Dumbo coming out, were you like, man, I can't wait to see Timothy the Mouse all like CGI'd and everything. I can't wait to see it in this, this live part. Is that what 
gotcha and then when you saw that these characters didn't exist you were like y'all kill me inside to some degree yeah i mean i was interested to see what tim burton would do with the dumbo story Ah. but he didn't really do the dumbo story he did the first 20 minutes of the movie was the Dumbo story, and then he did whatever the hell else he wanted to, you know, with the rest of the movie. So, well, to be fair, the Dumbo story is a 60 minute movie. It was only 62 minutes in, right? <laughs> but they so had a better budget to counterpoint. They yeah, had a better yeah. budget than back in 1940. It, 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 was, it was a 60 minute movie, and then they cut the, the, the <laughs> mouse and the crows. <laughs> they were down to 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they yeah, had. I guess that's fair. They had gouache. <laughs> <laughs> they had gouache. They had, they had, gua- they had gouache or Joe. <laughs> 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 nice, nice callback. I like um, it. All right, so this is a, a kind of the uh, overview of what the story is about. Uh, okay. Circus owner Max Medici, who's played by Danny DeVito, Medici, enlists Medici. Quit slaughtering Italian names, damn it! <laughs> Circus owner Max Medici who's played by Danny DeVito, enlists former star Holt Ferrier, who's played by Colin Farrell, as, and his children, Mealy and Joe, to care for the newborn elephant whose oversized ears make him the laughing stock in an already struggling circus. But when they discover that Dumbo can fly, the circus makes an incredible comeback, attracting persuasive entrepreneur V.A. Vanderveer, played by Michael Keaton who recruits the peculiar pachyderm for his newest larger-than-life entertainment venture, Dreamland. Dumbo soars to new heights along a charming and spectacular aerial artist, Colette Merchant, who's played by Eva Green, until Holt learns that beneath its shiny veneer, Dreamland is full of dark secrets. So, yeah, that's what it's about. And it's weird, like, they did, I feel like they really gave a lot of jabs at Disney in itself in this movie. Like, you know, is VA Vandiver supposed to be Walt Disney? No. Like it's kind of well well he's kind of like he has this whole dreamland uh like like uh, you know, theme park kind of thing? Theme park, yeah, this whole theme park set up and you know all this other stuff. Now he's a circus owner, I guess, or it's like a kind of like a circus performer and he's not a performer but no 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 he puts together these he puts together these performances and brings on all these these different um, acts and things like that but still you know the whole thing's set up dreamland is set up like walt disney world well i mean it's set up like an amusement park i mean is it uh easy assumption to be like well it's amusement park it's disney i mean it could be six flags it could be universal it could be uh, King's Dominion, any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it, I see what you're saying. I see where you're going, and that it could be conceived as a subtle job, but um, it wasn't like the dude made cartoons for a living and animated a mouse and started a theme park based upon that mouse. It was he was like a cheesy, cheap like carnival guy who was just you know developing right. something that you now the whole dream aspect of it may be. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't think so. Yeah, right. and plus, okay. I mean, Tim Burton's got a name. They they get on his ass if he didn't do right. It's not like they're not known for firing directors right. or you know what I mean if they don't set right. Yeah, regardless of prestige. Exactly. We don't yeah. care about that. We pay. Right. Will Smith was originally considered for the role of the father, uh, which was uh, again ultimately played by Colin Farrell. But uh, he had a schedule conflict due to filming Bad Boys for Life, which is uh, an awesome movie. I just <laughs> saw that. 
I haven't seen Which that. Which is probably yeah, a good, good, uh, oh, good career move for Will Smith on that one. We'll talk later, but oh my uh, goodness. I, I, did, I was going to ask you if you've seen that because I was going to rent it. Literally, I just watched it last night. Well, you said Will Smith wasn't available. What about Blacksmith? Blacksmith. Blacksmith. They asked me to go ahead and do it. I said, I'm Blacksmith. I'll go ahead and be an animal. You want me to go and be out there and do a CGI? What about that? They say you we can't pay you enough. I think black you just spell. did a minstrel show. <laughs> I, not really. I'm a, I'm a black guy, <laughs> and there was no dancing involved. Uh, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> I know we mix each other up sometimes. Yeah, it happens. yeah. I don't see color. But uh, oh, it was a uh, it was a minstrel uh, show. <laughs> I hope not. I don't uh, think it's that time of the month for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hey you said it uh, i know i set it up like like bowling oh like throbbing like hey, throbbing. <laughs> hey lee how about we throb on over to the parks man can we talk about the ro- the attractions you want to do that you know, yeah you know, okay i want to skip the rest of them well it was, was there more about like the new just, a few, uh, just a few things um, uh, all right i'll, I'll, I'll make sorry. it quick oh yeah, yeah yeah all right tom hanks was considered for the role that michael keaton would play uh, there are instrumental versions of the songs Casey Jr., When I See an Elephant Fly, and Pink Elephants on Parade all in the movie. That's true. Um, and also, the boxing announcer, Michael Buffer, appears as a circus ringmaster. Yep. So instead of his trademark line, let's get ready to rumble, he says, let's get ready to dumbo! <laughs> <laughs> let's, oh, let's get ready get for ready dumbo! I just like how he sold that, man. That's good. I yeah. did it take you there, didn't it? Mm-hmm. There it is. I wanted to say it. Me too. Uh, and we did we did it together. We did. And I, we pinch touched. <laughs> what? Oh, you mean like we used the same frequency. Frequency. It's yeah, like okay. pinch poke oh me a coke. It's like pinch yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Danny's better actually. <laughs> okay, it's pinch poke oh me okay. Owe me some chocolate whiskey. All right, drink all you want. One last thing before we move to the attractions. I, while I was doing a little research for the 2019 remake, I ran across something called Dumbo's Circus. Have you guys, any of you guys heard of this? Because I never heard of this. Yeah, the Disneyland thing? Yeah. No, it's a, a show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it was on, like done in the Winnie the Pooh style. Yeah, like with the, yeah. Like, yeah. Walk around characters. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, they didn't yeah, have yeah. Uh, Timothy Mouse. Yeah, no, no, no. It was on the Disney Channel back in the 80s. Right, yeah. yeah. Never heard of this, never seen this. It's kind of terrifying. The <laughs> the Muppet puppets or whatever you call it, they were pretty uh, pretty bad. But, well, it, was, uh, yeah. it was the 80s. Yeah, early it was 80s. Early. I mean, Did you yeah. see some of the early uh, walk-around Dumbo characters? Yeah. <laughs> you were yeah, talking about so. scary. I mean, Jeez. the early walk-around Mickey. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an angry-looking mouse. No, but since you brought it up, so, Lee, um, just so you guys know, it, it was running from uh, May 6, 1985 to May 25th, 1986. And mm-hmm. they had reruns all the way up until 1997. Oh, wow. Yeah, Damn. yeah. And so some interesting things. It followed the success of Pooh's Corner. They did a thing called Pooh's Corner on Disney Channel back right, in the day. Right, right. Right. Okay. And uh, a couple of things. There was no Timothy J. Mouse. It was uh, like a koala. Yeah, there was a koala as a ringleader, but the, the character of Timothy J. Mouse was embodied in this lion that was there. Okay. Ah, okay. Did the lion eat him? Or? No, no, no. It was just the lion was that g- kind of character, okay. that, that charismatic okay. character. And a notable you can ma- do it, Dumbo. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how the line was. Did Did and he fly in this? Did Dumbo fly? I don't remember if he flew because that would have been kind of hard with those puppets. It is tossing in the air. The eighties green screen, but a familiar name that was involved with this project was Jim Cummings. 
Ah, he voiced one of the the puppets, and it's funny because I read this article in Disney News where they talked about the mechanics of the puppets and how they did this thing. They didn't refer to it as green screen, but it was like the technology that allowed them to superimpose the tent, the circus tent, behind them, and they're behind in front of the screen. But it was it was very interesting. Yeah, this was all on the Disney Channel. It did about 120 episodes, just like Pooh's Corner. So they're basically following the same formula as uh, Pooh's Corner, which they did on Disney Channel. Yeah. You watch, uh, you watch like that Pooh's Corner now. I mean, the characters in there look like the Five Nights at Freddy's guys. I mean, it's really right. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty wild. Speaking man, of yeah. which, I saw that Banana Splits movie the other day. Oh my god, that's a, a Banana Splits movie. Yeah. Oh, y'all didn't hear about this? No. Y'all know about the Banana Splits, right? I don't. Yeah. The, the, the Hanna Barbera yeah. gang. That, yeah. Eli, you you know every cartoon and TV show ever made. You don't know the Banana Splits. No. These oh, are these. Wow. Look at this. The Banana Splits movie official trailer. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Well, that's trippy as that hell. That was from Hanna Barbera. Well, what they ended up doing with those characters was they turn them into a horror movie where they go crazy and start killing children. Uh, not killing <gasps> oh, my children. God. <laughs> killing their parents in front of the children. Oh, oh Like oh they dismember God. them in front of the kids and then they what take the another f- and they saw them and, oh, yeah. So the original Banana Splits made like in the early 60s, 70s by Hanna-Barbera got licensed to this company in some kind of a way where now they're uh, the subject of a horror movie. Holy crap. <laughs> it well, didn't read that contract very well. Yeah, I saw that the other day. It was really kind of f***ed <laughs> up. <laughs> That's a little disturbing. It was yes. very disturbing, but it, it, that, that did happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to watch the trailer for it. You, you yeah. do. It's crazy. All right, Lee, where are you taking us now, man? All right, well, we're done talking about the movies of Dumbo. Let's talk about the attractions. Yay! Um, and to start with, before we get to Dumbo, um, first we'll start with Casey Jr.'s Circus Train, which was an opening day attraction in Disneyland. Um, this attraction gives passengers a tour of various miniature scenes from the original movie, kind of similar to uh, Storybook Canals, kind of a slow-moving little fun ride. Yeah. Did you know, Lee, that the uh, circus train, Casey Jr., was supposed to be uh, Disneyland's first roller coaster? First roller coaster. I did not know that. No, oh, you did not know that. Well, uh, let me educate you. <laughs> it was That was the original intention behind the Casey Jr. train. However, as they were testing it, uh, concerns arose because one of the vehicles fell over backwards. Uh, during the test. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awkward. That's not good to get a picture of and they try and sell it. I think I can. I think I can. I thought I could. I thought I could. Oops. Yeah. So that would have been cool, though. I, I would have dug that. You would have got, got that right? I would have gotten on it right. <laughs> well, I mean, without the falling backwards part. Oh, okay. Without the death and dismemberment part. Yeah. Maybe they didn't figure it out till Big Thunder Mountain. They're like, oh, yeah, this is how you do a train roller coaster. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So rather than setting themselves up for maintenance problems and lawsuits down the road, they shut down the attraction immediately after opening it. Yeah. And reworked a couple of the lift hills and down ramps. And then they reopened it about uh, like two weeks later or something and added like show elements to make you, to give you some stuff to look at along the ride since it's no longer a, a roller coaster anymore oh, yeah. but um yeah that was exactly uh the intent it was to to be the first roller coaster at disneyland happened it was supposed to that was supposed to be an opening day thing that we would have had a roller coaster in disneyland and obviously that came along but just came along a lot later yeah and, and i'm sure with all the different cutbacks and budget and stuff that was part of the thing too sure yeah yeah 
And the original uh, wood carved, like the wooden chariot benches that you saw over at King Arthur's Carousel, when they were removed, the chariot woodwork was repurposed to decorate the calliope uh, tenders and passenger cars of Casey Jr. Circus Show. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that all came from uh, King Arthur's Carousel. Yeah, because that definitely makes sense because at the time when yeah. they had opening day attraction, everything was just like, you know, cheap cutouts kind of stuff because they were working on a time budget with budgets. Mm -hmm. And then as they earned some more money, they were replacing elements that got rid of that. Um, oh, we had to hurry up and open kind of feel. So they, right. they replaced everything with like better 3D stuff, better sculptures. The horses in the carousel got replaced. So yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. There's also Casey Jr. Circus Train at Disneyland Paris, which is more of a roller coaster um, for small children, which goes through Storybook Land, giving riders good views of the Storybook Land castle and other scenes that are not visible from the Storybook Land canal boats. Which goes to show no good idea ever dies at Disney. You're absolutely right. right. The yeah. very idea for that opening day Sir Casey Jr. attraction. Just a few as, years as later. Really, yeah. yeah. Well, more than a few, but okay. <laughs> And it's it's cool to know that I I had guessed that that would be like a level one or like a beginning roller coaster. You yeah. Know? Well, when you right. ride it, it's a little like I don't get it. What is this supposed to be? It's really it's just a scenic. Yeah, it's just view like a scenic railway crammed into a train. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, in Walt Disney World, you'll find the uh, Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. Yeah. Uh, this was, of course, part of the expansion of New Fantasyland. It's located next to Barnstormer. And it's uh, just a fun water play area where kids get sprayed, you know, and stuff like that. But they actually have uh, elements like the elephants, hoses, and the giraffes, and uh, the elephants' trunks, excuse me, and the giraffes are part of the water features as well. Yeah. So, yeah. They spit water at you and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it funny? Yeah. Isn't it interesting with Disneyland that Casey Jr. opened before the actual Dumbo ride did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's messed up. Yeah, because the original was supposed to be an opening day attraction, but it opened about a month after. Due it was to, a, yeah, know, in August. Two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Disneyland opened in July, and then, and then the yeah. ri Dumbo ride that we know of um, opened up in August that same year. Yeah. Right. There you go. All right. Uh, so let's go over to the actual Dumbo attraction. So this, again, was supposed to be an opening day attraction, but as you alluded to, it opened a little bit after opening day, some technical difficulties, things like that. But the original attraction vehicles were pink to recreate the pink elephant scene from the original movie. They also had ears that were designed to flap, but uh, those never worked either, and those were eventually scrapped. In the 60s, the ride vehicles were replaced with a new design, and they had stationary ears. Well, Lee, real quick, going back to what you were talking about, about there being some malfunctions, what I found very interesting about it is like three weeks prior to opening day, they did the first test flight on Dumbo. And uh, like weren't the, the, the ride vehicles too heavy? Yeah, like they were each 700 pounds each. Oh and the, mecha the mechanism that made them fly was shaking itself to pieces. Oh, <laughs> my Trying God. to support that weight. So the whole thing yeah. needed to be rebuilt almost from scratch prior to opening so there's Ooh. a good reason why it took it a little bit to open up and it wasn't ready for opening day is because they had to three weeks out rebuild the entire thing because oh the, the ride vehicles weighed so much i mean well people were actually gonna fly though if they took their ride <laughs> yeah <laughs> you said they're gonna, fly, they're, gonna, they're gonna have a vibrating bed uh, to sit on basically well, but you saying that though danny it's like wow they got that done in like less than a month because <laughs> yes. it opened up the next month 
that's you know? exactly it. That's, and, but, that's impressive. In the rush to kind of get it done with time and money kind of being like a factor, when it opened, it opened without Timothy Mouse. Right. Because Timothy was yes. always meant to be the centerpiece of the attraction, encouraging Dumbo to fly, except this time he was encouraging more to whip. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like a chariot. Yeah. Like, Timothy had a character change. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your name? Uh, Dumbo. BDSM character. <laughs> yes. A BDSM character. And one of the more famous uh, Dumbo uh, attraction stories, which you know I love, is, is the uh, when Harry Truman visited, obviously, in 1957. Right. He politely declined a ride on Dumbo just because the elephant was a symbol of the Republican Party. So wow. he thought it would look bad. That's, that's, that's adorable. Yeah. Okay. It's just yeah. so you know, politics... Was contentious back in 1957. I mean, but how, that, how well would that work flying in a donkey? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't when know. I see a donkey fly, <laughs> um, see a ass hmm. fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee, go ahead. Tell Please. us about the next iteration of Dumbo. All throbbing. right, so that's ver- Dumbo so, version one. Three, yes, throbbing. So, as you alluded to, Danny, the first versions had Timothy on top of the ball with a whip, which. Again, he never whipped anyone in the original movie or anything, so I'm not sure where that came from. But yeah. eventually, that would be replaced with him on top of a hot air balloon and the magic feather. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But that was like version three. Like the second version of Dumbo, that's when you kind of got the uh, the more mechanical design. Like it was like one of uh, Geppetto's like, uh, workshop things that he put together. Is that, right. is that the 1983 redo? Yes, 1983 redo. Yeah, that's when they yeah. made it to more like a Victorian kind of gear stuff, and they added right. the water and the fountains and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but just uh, back on that subject, the Tokyo Disney Dumbo still has the ball and whip. Um, the, the, actually, the Tokyo Disney is just like the first original Disneyland version. Mm. It still even has the 10 ride vehicles as opposed to uh, 16, which is what we have now. Right. Disneyland had 12. The original had oh, 12. Okay. Well, yeah. I, thought, I thought the original had 10. I think the original had 10. I Did think it have 10? Right. I know when they switched yeah. to the 16, because that was Euro Disney, it went from 12 to 16. So I don't know when they... Hmm. Does somebody have when they switched from 10 to 12? Uh, I didn't I don't see any mention of that. Maybe in 83? So in 1983, when it reopened in that second time, it still only had 10 elephants. It had 10. Interesting. Okay. It only had 10 elephants. Because looking from the Disney News Magazine, they, they said that the whole Euro Disney thing, they switched from 12 to 10. So I mean, 12 to 16. <clears throat> Because the interesting, interesting about the year Disneyland Dumbo is that they originally built the 16 passenger attraction, but they, they were a year ahead. So they decided to give that uh, first iteration of the 16 passenger Dumbo to Disneyland in California, and they built another one for the opening of Disneyland. So the one in Euro Disneyland is actually the second one they built of the 16 passenger Dumbo. Yeah, but like what happened is the one in Disneyland California, like a support bracket broke on the ride. And so it became imperative that they, they needed a new Dumbo. And so they used the one for Disneyland Paris and then rebuilt it, quickly built a new one to send to Disneyland Paris. But that was where the new Dumbo came from was because a support bracket broke on the one that that's they had interesting. in Disneyland. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. No, but that's, that's interesting, Danny, because I'm, I'm going to read straight from Disney News Magazine, mm-hmm. which is like the Magic Kingdom Club newsletter. And this is what they say, and I, and I have the excerpt here. Okay. The Dumbo, the Flying Elephant attraction, is actually the second unit built for Euro Disneyland because the 16-vehicle ride originally intended for Euro Disneyland was completed a year early 
it was decided to go ahead and install the one at Disneyland in California, replacing the 35-year-old original 12 Dumbo attraction. Well, that is crazy. Yeah, no, no. I saw, I saw two sources that said there was an urgent need for a replacement at Disneyland. And there was one source I saw that said that the reason for that was because the support bracket broke. That is interesting. Yeah. So, now, so they're telling their constituents one thing, whereas the reality is something probably close to what you said. Well, Disney typing in, yeah, things broke when people run it. You know, that, that <laughs> probably is something they do frown upon. But it could also be a case where two things are true. Yeah, yeah. One, that that thing was completed early and ready to go. And mm-hmm. two, that a support bracket broke and that hastened the decision. Like, the, the 10 to 12 thing is what boggles me because it's in print. It's, it's right there. That's, well, that's crazy. Yeah, that does. It could be a mistake. Not caught by the editor, maybe. I don't know, but I Bad mean, math. Disney, look, that's in your article. I mean, they it's could be right. 1993 I mean, fall. Yeah, you know, we, we're just going to have to find pictures of the ride vehicles in different years yeah. and start counting. Is it one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Jim. One Dumbo, two Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm gonna say, you better be careful. You might piss off the wrong person and find an elephant head in your bed one day. So, Jim Hill, where are you? Are you? <laughs> your only hope. Where are you? <laughs> Help us figure this out. What is Disney doing? Are they lying toward their constituents? Reach out what? to that man. Send him some brand buffs. That is interesting. That no, that, that just blew my mind. I mean, no. I mean not that it, I would expect that the press would be something different. But it's a weird there. inconsistency. Yeah. It is. Especially the from fact. the company Did itself. you pull this from Fox News? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. It's straight from Disney News Magazine. Ah, okay. Fall 1993 issue. I can, I, I'll post a link, listeners, in the show notes if you're curious. But they have it printed there. Wow. Unless it was a mistake. It could be a mistake on the magazine's part. But, I mean, Disney, somebody at Disney said that was cool. Wow. <laughs> Either way, we know, we both agree they went to 16. <laughs> so that's they, went to 16. they went Do to 16. Do we know whether or not there's that intermediate 12? I don't know. That's a question. That's a, yeah. yeah, yeah a riddle, riddle wrapped in an enigma. It does seem like a lot of effort to go through to add just two more Dumbos. It does. No, so it does make yeah. sense that you would go from 10 to 16. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's true. This, is, ahead, no, this is interesting. I'd be curious to know if anybody knows the, this, the story behind all that. Mm. But that is pretty crazy. All right. That is crazy. Um, I did not know this. Shanghai Disney is the only Dumbo that is not located in Fantasyland. Their Dumbo is located in the area called Gardens of Imagination. Well, because the fantasies in Tokyo are a little bit different. Than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they usually involve eating off objects. Or Shanghai, or China, 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 China. So oh, my bad. Like, <laughs> that's what does that what? Okay. So let's wrap up with the Magic Kingdom one. Uh, one thing that I've heard about and had to go back and kind of verify this, but so originally, of course, there was just the one spinner in, in Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. And yes. that made for long lines, um, you know, because it's a slow, um, slow loading vehicle and things like that. And it's, you know, it's a popular attraction too. All the kids can ride it and things like that. So one thing that the touring plans strategy to let your kid ride this ride twice. So you would get in line, you know, let's just say mom, dad, and the kid, mom, dad, and kid get in line. So dad gets in line with the kid and then mom waits back for 24 people to get in front of her. Then mom and the, and the kid ride the ride. And then once they get off, instead of exiting, at that point, mom, mom is up to the front of the line and the dad chucks the kid over the gate to the mom so that now the kid's in line with mom and he gets to ride again. Wait, this is and something this a, touring plans and endorses? Yes, this is something they would do, I guess, before fast passes and 
you know, Wait, whatever. It, isn't that what they call the Hail Mary pass? <laughs> yeah. Catch the baby. You send one they person through it, and then. Uh, yeah. They called it the Bubba uh, Chuck. Dude, I read that in Disney <laughs> thing. They call it the Hail Mary pass. Yeah. Wow. You send one guy through, and then when they get to a certain point, everybody joins that one guy. <laughs> it's the Hail Mary pass, and you hope nobody complains. Wow. wow. I yeah. thought it was a Hail Mary because you're waiting to, to, for Catch the baby the to that's come what, down. That's what I thought. And uh, it's like. That, it, that works too. Okay. <laughs> I think that works I'm too. with Danny. That's what I thought that meant. Like, yeah. you're going to toss the kid over the barricade. Yeah, he said you chuck the baby. Chuck the baby yeah, does not mean right. hand the baby. It means. Not the baby. Toss that baby. <laughs> toss the baby. Throw the baby with the bath water. Oh, everybody baby. knows that in Hail Mary, what do you do? You bat the baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Baby's in the air. Somebody catch it. Baby, my baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It's not my baby. I'm on this. Side of the barricade on the right is your baby. Oh, baby. Your turn, baby. All right, we're going to throw the baby on three. Yeah. Is that one, two, three, then throw, or one, two, three, throw? What are we going to do? The baby's like, what the hell's going on? I guess that's why they had to create the Fast Pass Plus or something, because, you know, they want people throwing their babies around. Should you, like, put the baby on a hand glider, like a paper airplane? Oh, man. Baby does loop to loops and <laughs> Ends up in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They're like, damn man, had to crease on that one. Almost had it. All right, post, so the- post. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Catch it. Go ahead, Lee. <laughs> I said post, and you take a left at the at the pickup truck. Oh man. Okay, sorry. Laces long. out. Laces out. <laughs> Shotgun. All right. All right. Uh, the uh, the Walt Disney World version was upgraded in 2012 as part of the new Fantasyland expansion. Uh, this new attraction would double in capacity. It would have two spinners instead of one. We got a circus-themed play area. And uh, now instead of, uh, you know, having to wait in line, they'll give you a little buzzer, and you can uh, they'll buzz you when it's your time to come back to the front of the line. So, um, Or what we also, in the early 90s used to call a pager. Pager. Pager or a beeper. A beeper. I had one of those. You had a. I had a beeper. Yeah. I was never cool enough to have one. You I never had a beeper. Were cool I, enough yeah. to have. Oh, yeah. yeah, I never had a beeper. I had, a beeper. I, I had one, but I had my my girlfriend at the time was real jealous, and you know she would, I was in trouble because I, she would look at it and she's like, "Who the hell is Low Cell?" <laughs> What? Well, it was always funny is I would have friends that would like beat me like boobs, <laughs> you know, like a calculator. Oh, wow. So I'd look yeah. at like boobs. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't call this number back. Oh, it says boobs. It says boobs on it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. Somebody showed me a trick where I think it was one. They put one seven three in a calculator and turn it upside down. It, it says was like hell. Oh, Eli. Oh, oh yeah, it says hell. Maybe oh. that's a synonym. Oh, right. Or you remember your girlfriend would be like one four three, and you're like ah. Because the one four three used to be I love, love you because that's one for one one and back, four, yeah. back yeah, in the days before emojis yes yes I would right. rather have had that than an emoji because yeah that could be anything but okay cut emojis. to a lot of twenty year olds going what the hey Lee sending oh, pictures of yes. avocados Lee did you know that in nineteen seventy one when the Dumbo was opening they had special bearings uh the ball bearings of course that that came from Germany. And also from Germany, the same bearings were made by the company that did the bellows for the monorail and the hotel kitchen equipment. It's all ball bearings these days. It's all ball bearings. <laughs> what the hell are they cooking with? It all came from Germany. I thought that was funny. You know, yeah. like, here's some bearings for Dumbo, a bellows for monorail. Oh, and here's some kitchen equipment. 
Oh, it's yeah. like it's like an extra like buy, buy this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you get a, like a package deal from exactly. Germany. Don't act now. <laughs> That's right. Don't act now. Yes. Five easy payments of ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you can have bearings, bellows, and kitchen equipment. <laughs> oh my! That one I also pulled from a Disney article. What I wow. thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like those three things, something doesn't really quite. Because you along. buy it bulk. So of course, yeah. 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 Like yeah. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. I think kitchen equipment bearings. Ball bearings, bearing balls. You can like have like the the cook juggle while he's cooking in front of everybody else. You know, yes. with the ball bearings, you're juggling balls while you yes. cook it. There it is. Yes. All right, Lee. What's up? <laughs> All right, we're gonna end with one last thing regarding the Dumbo attraction in Walt Disney World. There is a hidden Mickey in front of uh, Walt Disney World's Dumbo. So as you exit. Um, off the Fantasyland train station, you follow the path to the area in front of the entrance to Dumbo the Flying Elephant. There are tracks of a large elephant and a small elephant. Uh, ah. This Jumbo and Dumbo. Yes. Imprinted, imprinted in the cement. And at one point, these elephant prints come together at times to form classic hidden Mickeys. Mm. So I've got a picture of that. I'll put in the show notes if you'd like to see that. Um, and then I thought this was such a great detail. Uh, you'll also find peanuts littering the ground that are smashed into the walkway. Oh, nice um, touch. Yeah. Peanut butter. Now, yeah. <laughs> now peanut, butter peanuts, jelly <laughs> peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Where are you at? What? One, what? two, three, biscuits. Biscuits. Did you say biscuits? Biscuits. Biscuits. Just grab them in the biscuit. Grab them in the biscuit. <laughs> All right, come on, Humpty. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So these peanuts are fake, of course, but you say actually, peanuts or uh, the peanuts. oh peanuts, the peanuts, the peanuts okay, that are you. fake. Are, no, the peanuts you know, are real. It's a female orgasm that's fake. <laughs> but, <laughs> these peanuts are fake, of course, but they still had people complain because their kids had peanut allergies. Oh, so, wow. yeah. oh, I read about this. Uh, yeah, we yes. talked about this one yeah, time. Yeah, we did somewhere. talk about this on the show once. Yes. About, you know, people even though, actually complain. Uh, did people like sue them or something? They had to remove it? I don't know if they screwed them, but they, they made complaints. And not necessarily that I don't... It sounds dumb, of course, at first, because, of course, they're fake peanuts. Your kid is not going to die from a fake peanut, but more from them having to... The mental deal thing. with their yes. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like freaking the out mental trauma of, of the peanut. It's yeah. like PTSD. Yes, yeah. peanut, peanut trauma. <laughs> peanut trauma. There you go. Peanut trauma is real. Yeah. So. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, we talked yeah, we about, did talk this. about this on a previous show. And I can't remember what it was, but yeah, because it was like that's so weird. And peanut trauma not real. is real. It's and real, we're in effect, man. Shell <laughs> out on that. You know, that's depressingly. But here's a that's fact. Crazy. Here's a fact that I like about especially the Disneyland one. Um, a lot of the gear mechanisms in the attraction were coated in 22 karat gold plating. What? In order for it to not need polishing, much like the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Sleeping Beauty spires uh, on the castle. Okay. They didn't have to worry about polishing because it was plated Plating in 22. Gold. Yeah, plated in gold. Meanwhile, yeah, I had nice. to worry about people trying to steal it out the ground or something like that, trying to get paid. Sticking in the tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking in the tooth. Why the tooth? Got a whole peanut in the tooth. I know. Because okay. that's the easiest place to hide it. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to look? I'm not going to shove carrot in my butt. <laughs> 24 carrots. Who's going to look at your mouth closely? Well, you got to talk. You got to talk, right? Not now. Yeah. You're going to have a mask on, so you're good. All right. You know, what I find is interesting is that the one in uh, Disney World, 
is missing its Timothy Mouse. There's no Timothy Mouse. You're right. Uh, in the centerpiece of the attraction, he's on the uh, exterior marquee of the attraction. Man, Timothy yep. gets no love so far past the movie. Well, no. Nope. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because he couldn't be on both. There's two spinners. So instead of putting him on one, instead of what you the know, fuck? Well, no, dude. There's like eight, it, Timothy. There's eighteen Dumbos. <laughs> you can't have two. Can't have two Timothys with eighteen Dumbos. No, I wait. mean he's an integral no, part it's of 16 the story. And Sixteen. No, that you that would 60. be thirty-two. There's thirty-two Dumbos, but we can only have one Timothy. Why could That's they? Right. Why could they? I mean, he's a mouse. They could have just had like a little uh, how a, like a little sculpture like yeah. sitting right on the tip a, of his nose. Put ratatouille on there. You, you know, the funny thing is, is like the the pink elephants, the original. I thought kind of made sense because there was multiple pink elephants. Sure, but there's only sure. one Dumbo. Yet there's a ton of Dumbos that you get to ride it. Right. I mean, but who wants to ride in a pink elephant? You want to ride in Dumbo? Of course, I get right? that though. Oh. You're Dumbo. And you so you're flying around the circus, right? So that's the representation. Eli, it's like rapid eye movement. If I'm tripping, I want to go on a pink elephant. Man. Well, I hear that, but I mean, come I wanna on. I want to go on a pink elephant if I'm going on a trip. Come on, how scary is that? That's like flying I'm in Pepto Bismol bottles. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I want a pink elephant, Eli. It's got to be a it's pink gotta elephant. It's got to be pink Dumbo. I love Dumbo, but it's got to be a pink elephant. Why can't be just real Dumbo flying around? Because oh, pink man. elephant's what I'm seeing, Eli. Bro, that's I got it on my face. I can't, I can't see Dumbo. But I see pink elephants. We're, we're, we're calling Kevin an Uber. <laughs> man, that's I'm happiness. Worried. I'm worried. That's happy. That's a good chocolate whiskey. <laughs> that is happy. That's good and happy right there. I like it. It is. And another thing that I found interesting uh, was, uh, and, and we didn't really get into this because this was a never built Dumbo thing, but I'm sure Lee came across this in his research. Uh, the Dumbo Circus Land in Disneyland. Lee, yes. you came across that? Right, but it never came to be. You know, it never it, came to Danny, be. That's Aww. something maybe we tease for a future show because I was going to talk to you about doing that because I, I stumbled upon like, that when I was researching this. Yeah, and this was a whole thing Disneyland Circus Fantasy. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a whole circus thing. thing that we could do with that. We can make it its own show. You want to make it its own show? Let's make it its own show because. Because, uh, uh, you know, uh, other things I was going to bring up, they had the Dumbo Circus Parade in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And they did also have a Disneyland Circus Fantasy, which they did in conjunction with Ringling yeah. Brothers and Barnaby the Circus. Yeah. So when Lee oh, brought up yeah. a Ringling Brother, yeah, that, that wasn't sense. the only time that they worked together. So, yeah, let's tease that. Let's work on that and put that together for sure, because that's a whole interesting other subject well, with Dumbo. I was going to say, like, you know, because part of like one something that came out of that ended up in that band organ, which is also at the Disneyland version, the Disneyland band organ that they yes, purchased. Yeah. Yeah. They periodically would play, uh, so yeah, we can we can hold on. To yeah, all that. let's do that. Let's hold on to that, and we'll all present right. that in a future show, guys. Because all this, you thought Dumbo was just a movie and the rides, ladies and gentlemen, Moicans. But look, there was a whole other stuff of Dumbo that they were using back in the day in the parks. You know, from a parade to a whole circus thing for a limited amount of time to that land that never got built. Yes, very very interesting, man. So we'll probably get that to that in a future show. Just so. scratching the surface. We're scratching the surface. We're scratching. We Lee scratched the surface that people know, mm-hmm. and in the future, Danny and I. We're going to go into a little deeper. <laughs> deeper. Because Dumbo starts with D and deeper starts with D. Ooh. So this is going to get deep. Way deep. Deep, 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 deep under Dumbo. Like under deep, Dumbo. Deep, <laughs> deep under Dumbo. Um, but yeah, no, it's funny because I, I, I found a, a, a Q&A in Disney News Magazine. Right. And uh-huh. somebody asked about why don't you build Disney Circus? It sounds like today. Why don't you build Disney uh, Dumbo Circus Land? 
And it's like, oh, that project is currently on hold. That's how they responded. Yes. The magazine. It's currently on hold. Da, 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 whatever because else. they announced it. They, they, they said they were doing it. Yeah. And somebody called them out in the magazine and said, why don't you build this? And they said, oh, it's currently on hold. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Same kind of thing. Kind of like Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Danny and I, we're going to go into that. It's, it's a whole fascinating thing because, yeah, that would have been pretty cool. And you kind of did get that with New Fantasyland. You're absolutely right. Kind of. I'm absolutely right. Take the bottle away from Kevin. I'm worried about it. No, let him keep it. It puts the bottle on its skin. Let him keep it. I'll finish this or part up for the, you, the though. Because I'm a good friend. I'll take care of the rest of that for you. It's chocolate, man. But no, I know it's sweet, right? It's, but it's sweet. I, it is interesting so far, and I, know, I don't know if there's more stuff to be uncovered, but there's, I there's a lot of Dumbo stuff to be uncovered. It sounds like Yes. The only thing is, is I, I just feel that Timothy should have got a shot because if it wasn't for Timothy, think about it now. We heard this earlier. Double doesn't speak. No. Timothy, Timothy was his buddy. Timothy's yeah. his mouthpiece. Like, if you're yeah. a wrestling fan, you know. I know Daddy knows yeah. this. He yes, knows what he's I'm going. He's his flame of flame. I'm going to just, I'm just in it with saying yeah, 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 that. Yeah, I think ahead. it's, that's my only criticism, I guess, is the fact that, yes, Dumbo is the centerpiece. But since he doesn't talk, you need Timothy, and I think that's just a weird thing to not have him integrated in Disney culture. Which is, yeah, him. it's funny because in the TV show they didn't even have Timothy on, you know, d- d- whatever that TV show was, I forget. Uh, but yeah, Timothy wasn't even even in there. Is it like mouse competition? Is it like oh, well, could we, it be? Yeah, it could be like oh, there's only one only mouse. One mouse. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny though? I have a future show that I'm planning called the 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 mouse heroes of disney ah so not there's more than more than one mice mouse mice mice, mice? there's more than one mouse oh, yeah. disney take culture. the other bottle yes. <laughs> he's got a second bottle mickey's got man, some partners let that man have all he won't <laughs> and mickey's got some partners that were mice and you know his brethren that also supported him throughout the disney universe See, so that's did. a future show we're that's talking beautiful. about the the mice of disney lee what else you got is, is that it i think that's it um you know i just know that anytime i visit disney you know, the Dumbo is a must-do for me. Simple attraction, just a basic spinner, but, you know, it just brings me back to being a little kid, sitting in that room, listening to those records, singing along to the songs, you know, following along in the books, things like that. So, yeah, so thanks, guys, for your help with this. Um, yeah. It was definitely a lot of information, and it could have been a five-hour show if we were about to have more time to do it because there's just so much out there so i'm glad you guys found some stuff that uh, will help us to maybe delve a little deeper don't think us in the future don't no. think us think baba vika because you're right if yeah. it wasn't for mama vika we wouldn't be talking about this because you wouldn't have loved this right attraction exactly. movie so much that, don't, that don't think us Thank an empty bottle of chocolate whiskey. Well, there's that. <laughs> on the other end of the table right now. Well, we did some yeah. research and reading, but... No, I, but listen, there's, there's so much Dumbo left to do. Like, when we started researching for this, there's, like, so much to delve into as far as Dumbo. Um, you Some of this you probably wished would have happened. So we're going to talk about yeah, that on a future show yes. and delve even deeper to uh, uh, Lee's obsession with Dumbo and stuff. Yes. Um, and no, it's it's a great movie. It's such a good movie, and so I'm, I'm excited to explore this further. So let us know what you think, guys. Show at magicarwood.com, and if you want to get in touch with other ways, we're about to tell you in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that discussion about Dumbo, the attractions, and the movie. There's a whole lot more to talk about with Dumbo, so make sure you stay tuned with us. Look, magicarway.com is where you can find us. 
Um, there you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, if you want to get in touch with us to share your opinion, showupmagicway.com is where you can find us. Leave us a voicemail via Speak Pipe Widget on our homepage. Or you can call or text us at one 815 weekend That's 1-815-669-4226. And of course, we got a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics. Sir, tell them what you got going on. Yeah, uh, first off, I like to thank all of the weekends that have stuck with us through this interesting time and have listened to us and allowed us to come into uh, your homes or your cars or wherever it is. So appreciate y'all support. And uh, as always, you can visit the Ivory Comics website uh, where you can see artwork that I have for Project Geisha, Molly Be Damned, and uh, Savages. Uh, actually, you can go ahead and read Savage's first issue online for free, no charge. That's what we can love for y'all, artistic buffs, <laughs> talking all the good stuff. All right, you can also see a link to this podcast. You never miss an episode. So you can read the comic, listen to us talk, have a good laugh while you're reading, getting all the creative synergy right there. That's a word. Synergy. Get that. Uh, word, Nick. Word. Gem. 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 Truly outrageous. Yes. That's what we do all the time. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook.com, Elijah Ivory. I always look to meet new people there. Uh, as long as you're a real person, not a bot, because that's dangerous. I've been learning about them. I'm going to catch them. Uh, <laughs> also, you can find on Facebook.com, you can see the Project Geisha uh, page there. So, of course, Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm posting up the likes and the thumbs up and the hearts and the comments. I see a couple of you guys and ladies up there so be you know always liking what you guys post up so eivory 504 you can see me there and of course on twitter i can be found at hancock 166 so if you appreciate the madness and you just bringing me the gladness and i'm smiling really good right now thank you very much and guys look if you want to book a vacation to walt disney world coming up next month in july they are reopening check out our show last show 324 you'll learn all about it you can do so through Lee. And don't forget, every booking with Lee is going to help. A little bit of that's going to help with the Magic Army podcast. Lee, tell them how to do this. And a little bit more will be helping with uh, Girl Power. That's right. Girl no, power yeah, to yeah, Girl, Girl Power to Carry. And you're still supporting that, right? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, so look, every booking helps our show as well as Girl Power to Cure. I'll let Lee describe what all that is. Go ahead, Lee. Just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-HANDY-DANDY-CROW. 832-H-N-D-Y-D-N-D-Y-C-R-W. I know that's too many letters, but it's just a joke. Yeah. Uh, email me at Lee. Um, the whole thing. It's a, yeah, Jim Crow probably would have fit the numbers. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he would have danced away like Cap Calloway. It would have been terrible. But. Oh, yeah. Jim Beam works, too. Oh, yeah, Jim Beam. Yeah, okay. That's three and four. I like that. Wow. Oh. Jim Beard. This got all kinds of wrong. Jim, yes, yeah. it did. You just call it that now? <laughs> <laughs> I've been all trying right. to wrestle the bottles away from you, two for no, a while. No, just let it happen today. Just let it no, happen. Y'all. It's all about <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah. Chocolate ring. Notice how I say that. Chocolate. Ooh, it's better than purple ring. It sounds good in the mic. Chocolate. Mm. Chocolate. Mm. Yes, there it is. Thank you. You can email me at lee at magicrway.com. <laughs> Facebook.com slash lost travel. That's L E S T O V I C A travel. And on Instagram, you can find me at you got a friend in Lee Travel. If you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. So guys, look, there's a bunch of different ways you can support us, man. Go to our webpage, magicourway.com. That's where you'll find all the different ways. Look, and also we have a YouTube channel. If you don't subscribe, man, make sure you do because we're releasing content there every day. 
And if you're at work and you can't listen to us via the normal means, you know, I'm talking about like iTunes, music, Google Play, podcast, whatever, whatever it is, you can pull us up on YouTube with a website and you can listen to past episodes. We're releasing stuff almost pretty much every day. Uh, until we get our entire catalog up there. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like everything, share it with your friends. Yeah! Because, man, there's a lot of good stuff that's happening with Magic Ori Podcast, and you would be part of that. Because, look, every opinion is always welcome on the Magic Ori Podcast, man. Uh, I'm serious about that. That's one of the basic reasons why we started this show. So make sure you get in touch with us today. So, look, we always thank each and every one of you for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening. So, man, we look forward to hearing from you guys. So, Moeekins, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Guacamole.